did brush up to the uh, ending of this movie, and I didn't enjoy it, but I watched it earlier today, and I was like, this ain't half bad. It's not the worst thing in the world. I've seen worse movie endings, i.e. Suicide Squad. The ending for Suicide Squad is fucking horrendous. Like, this one isn't that fucking bad. Yeah, uh, spoiler alert for anybody who is paying attention and uh, may have the the gumption inside them to go, You're not doing them in order! <laughs> yes. We know we're not doing them in order. Yeah, ne- Suicide Squad was supposed to be the next one that we do. Um, but we decided to call an audible and basically be like, uh, Hold on. Let's not do a bad movie at the beginning of the year. The first movie of the year, and you want us to watch a bad fucking movie? Fuck you guys. Yeah, Who no are you? No new fucking way are we doing that. So, we're doing Wonder Woman, and then Wonder Woman. I mean, January 1st, I watched Ed Wood. I paid my dues. <laughs> Did you, why'd you watch No, Ed I didn't. Wood? <laughs> <laughs> of course I didn't. Why would I Why do I watch... Well... I mean, Ed Wood Ed is Ed Wood, a, the movie, isn't is bad, movie. Yeah. but anything directed by Ed Wood is... Is bad. So yeah. you kind of have that, that, that bittersweet moment where you're like, this is a shitty filmmaker, but this movie is quite fucking entertaining. It's like the opposite of uh, The Disaster Artist. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're tearing me apart, Lisa! <laughs> Anyway, I, I mean, I don't, I can't do the Tommy Wiseau, so. <laughs> oh, I know. It's very hard, because I, I don't know where that accent is from. I cannot repeat it myself. I have no idea where it's from. It's, uh, it's equal parts wherever <laughs> he's from and right. getting kicked in the head by a mule ten times. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to recreate that either. Anyway, he's I'm, a fucking weird dude too. Oh, I know. He wears like two belts. Have you ever heard that? He wears yeah. two belts. One he wears normally like a normal belt. The other yeah. one he wears down around his ass. Although, like, doesn't Johnny Depp do that too? I have no clue. Or like, I've seen pictures of Johnny Depp where he's just like all fucking accessories. Like, I know he's got like a arm, bunch of rings, armbands up, uh, yeah, up to his shoulders, necklaces, all kind. Of, like, all, he looks like the modern version of Jack Sparrow. I think I think I've seen him wear m- multiple belts. I'm not sure on exactly how many, but like, I'm not sure. Some paparazzi picture. I just paid attention to the rings and necklaces. I'm like, damn, that's got to at least be fucking heavy as shit to wear at an entire ceremony. Because that's usually what I see at like red carpet mm-hmm. events, shit like that. And I was like, you're gonna wear that the entire fucking time. Well, this is just like him leaving a bar, oh, like okay. in his everyday clothes. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's quite possible, but yeah, Tommy Wiseau is just fucking insane. <laughs> But he's cool to like to have, like listen to his interviews and stuff. Like, it's interesting to w- listen to him, and he's done a he, he even did a you know how uh, Pete Holmes did the Batman uh-huh. uh, things. He did a few of the Joker ones, and it's him oh, dressed he? up as Heath Ledger's Joker. I think I saw one of them. Yeah, yeah, with him doing his accent and everything, and yeah, it's oh, pretty fucking hysterical. Uh, that would be that'd be some good stuff. He seems like an all right guy, but the, just the level of confidence on him. I wish I had that level of confidence. There's an awful lot of swag for mm, someone that has very little to be swaggy about. <laughs> for for somebody who's num- the number one question asked to him is, "Where did you get the?" Money to make your movie. And he's like, places. (laughs) (laughs) But, but where? People. (laughs) Who? Things. (laughs) Uh, I don't think you're ever going to pin down an answer on where the money actually came from. It it clearly came from some shady shit. So anyway, I am Greg Vance. I'm Ryan Downing. And this is Nerdian. And we are... Two nerds talking about basically running down a movie. 
of nerd persuasion. That's all we basically do. Um, and it's the only running Greg can do. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only running. I, I can run, but this is the only running I prefer. I choose to do. <laughs> <laughs> I can run outside or I can run down a movie. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyway, and this week we're talking, like we said earlier, we are... Uh, we call it an audible. We're doing Wonder Woman this week, and then Wonder Woman 84 next week, and then we'll get into the normal stuff like Suicide Squad, Aquaman, Shazam, Justice League, and I think that's it. Yeah, for the DCEU. Yeah. If we want to do all of DC properties, then we could do Constantine, too. Yeah. John Constantine, assholes. <laughs> well, that's only one movie. Maybe we'll do that as our palate cleanser in between the two movies, in between two franchises. Like, the, after we're done with this, we'll go to Constantine. That one ain't half bad. Um, we'll get to it when we get to it. Anyway. I, I, I tend to watch that one. Every so often. Yeah, like every six months or so, I'll probably yeah. watch it once. Yeah. I like the iconography in it, like with the whole, uh, religious shit. Obviously, because it's Constantine, but the way that they just do it, really interesting. Nonchalantly. Yeah. In most cases. Yeah. Um, uh... Anyway, uh, this movie that we're talking about, Wonder Woman 84, or not Wonder Woman 84, it was Wonder Woman. Just regular Wonder Woman. Released in 2017, and I really fucking enjoy this movie. Like, I think this may, this one, uh, Shazam, and then Aquaman are probably my top three uh, DCEU movies. Uh, Shazam's my number one. Mm. Just the the mixture yeah, of Zachary Levi being Zach a, Levi with uh, the, I don't, I don't even remember the kid's name, the one that plays the cripple. Oh, Jack something. He's from It. Yeah. He's in It. But he's just like the phenomenal deadpan, uh, self-deprecating humor that he has throughout the movie just makes me smile. Test, test. Oh, they're much better. I was wondering why I was coming in so low. I was like, no, everything looks fine. And then... No, the gotta, gain was... Gotta turn up the gains. Yeah, was a little down. Gotta get them gains, bruh. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, if you hear me out of muffled and then I'm uh, now at a nice even tone, that's why. Uh, some shit got turned down a little bit. Anyway. Uh, but, yeah, we're talking about Wonder Woman, released in 2017, directed by Patty Jenkins. And Patty Jenkins didn't direct a whole lot. She did Monster before... Uh, feature-wise, anyway. Did Monster, which is a brilliant fucking movie. Charlize Theron, Eileen Warnos biopic, which is just fucking amazing. Um, probably they, not one we're going to cover in a nerd. No, probably not. If we ever book. start like a true crime movie podcast type thing, maybe. A true crime movie. Wow, that'd be... There are a bunch of them out there. I don't know if we'd have enough to continue yeah, I suppose, it for Yeah, because the uh, Silence of the Lambs is technically based on... I. It's got different things of true crime i yeah and it's like i think the original books were a mixture of mm. like john wayne gacy and mm. ted bundy yeah and all the all the serial, serial killers, killers at the time yeah and there was that uh what zach braff not zach braff but zach efron movie for ten but ted bundy uh it was on netflix it had jim parsons as the prosecuting uh, attorney Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I, well, I know who oh, I Jim just, Parsons I, is. I was trying to think. I've never seen anything about Zach, uh, Zach Efron and Jim Parsons. And Jim Parsons <laughs> in a Ted Bundy movie. I think it's a Ted Bundy movie. I'm not 100%, but I think it is a Ted Bundy movie. Huh. I'll have to check it out after huh. we're done recording. Anyway, 
but yeah, Petty Jenkins does an amazing job with this. It's written by Alan Heinberg. Uh, DP is Matthew Jensen, and I really want to point out this guy because I don't. I think it was mainly Hans Zimmer, but Rupert Gregson Williams is the uh, composer, and a lot of the music in this movie is fucking brilliant, especially the Wonder Woman theme. I don't but know if you've... it's specifically his or if it's Hans Zimmer or who it is, but the the, the cello strums. That come through anytime she does something fucking amazing. The whatever fucking uh, instrument they use, I think it's a cello that they're using, is just brilliant. Yeah, I, the the Wonder Woman theme is definitely uh, at this point it's iconic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's, for just being a few years old, as yeah. soon as as soon as you hear it start, you know exactly yeah. what it is. It's fucking like there's no brilliant. there's no question mm-hmm. about it. Uh, yeah. And I mean, it's only been in two. This Batman v Superman. Before this, yeah, it was just the two movies. It was uh, Batman v Superman, and then this. And then and it's Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman eighty four, and it's in Justice League. In Justice bit. League, yeah. So. so up until this movie, there's just Batman. It's not. Yeah, it's not. I well, I mean, to be fair, most of the iconic um, bits of music. Mm don't have to be in more than one to get get noted. Like, John Williams stuff, like... Mm, yeah, it's all over Star there's Wars. No, there's no, like... Even, like, the original Superman theme. Mm. Like, you hear it, and you know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Just I, based on... Well, I guess that one might be a little bit more on the fringe, but, like, if you hear the... But um, yeah, the Jaws. But um, was that John Williams as well? Yeah. Okay. Uh, everybody, everybody knows that. Or mm. yeah. everybody knows fucking Jurassic Park. <laughs> Let's just be honest. <laughs> yes. Or even at this point, uh, the Avengers theme. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Everybody knows the Avengers theme, and I think I don't think it's John Williams. It's um. I'm blanking on his name. I'm going to say, oh, it's Alan Silvestri, I think. I think you're right. I think it is Alan Silvestri. Uh, but anyway, this stars Gal Gadot, which is a fucking amazing choice for this Gadot role. or Godot. Not G- sure exactly how, how to pronounce it. her last name. Which I really enjoy her rendition of Wonder Woman. Uh, I would have preferred her just maybe a little bit more muscly, just from the the way it's uh, perceived in the comics. She, always, she has like thick muscles in the comics and I would have kind of preferred that but being that she does have an Israeli armed forces background I'm just like all right clearly even with the limited looking muscles that she does have she even, is even if there's no definition she <laughs> can still whip my ass <laughs> yes so uh, stars uh Chris Pine Con- Connie Nielsen uh Robin Wright uh Lucy Davis uh Elena Nayaya Anaya a N A Y A. She plays the Doctor Poison, um, and then we got Danny Houston, David uh, Thulis, Saeed Tagmun. I'm not sure how to. It's something Turkish. Uh, Charlie Bremner and Eugene Brave Rock. Obviously, plays the Native American uh, chief Napi. Um, anyway, uh, this movie starts off with. Um, Little Diana basically just... Or no, no, it starts off with uh, Big Diana, Gal Gadot's character. Uh, Being delivered a box. Yes, she works at the Louvre, 
and uh, she's being delivered a box by Wayne Enterprises, like armored truck type thing. And she approaches her desk, sits down, and then shortly after she sits down, some guy approaches her with like a suitcase. She signs for it, and he fucks off. And then she opens up the suitcase, and it's the image that we saw from Batman vs. Superman. And it says, I found the original, I thought you should have it. Yeah, and it's like pressed into glass to like preserve it because you see like uh, the edges of the image are starting to f- crumble and fall apart yep. so he basically like pressed it in glass to keep it preserved at some point um but yeah uh she looks at the photo and then she remembers that this is basically like the cold open for this movie and then we get a, a stinger at the end of her uh at uh, like in modern day paris as well um, but she's remembering everything, and then we cut to little Diana on Themyscira, just bouncing through Themyscira, like, uh, marketplace, courtyard type thing. Um, not really doing much. People, just, people saying, hello, Diana. Yeah. And I she's she just kind of waving. Yeah. And then you realize she's being chased. Yes. Uh, her, uh, I guess, tutor is none too happy. and Handler. <laughs> yes. It's none too happy, and is trying to chase after Diana, and she runs away, and then we cut to... One of the coolest fucking things in this movie is the uh, Amazonians in this movie. Um, they got a bunch of actual, like, athletes, Olympic gold medalists, and, uh, like, women bodybuilders and weightlifters to be in this, to be background characters or to be a few well, you, of the... Yeah, you kind of need... And they look monstrous in this movie. Yeah, you kind of need the... Amazons to be played by <laughs> real fucking life Amazons because yeah. they look fucking menacing as fuck and you just see them training and shit uh, doing a bunch of archery shit flipping up in the air trying to practice targets and shit like that sword, sword fights all it's sorts just of... atypical stuff but it's just brilliant to fucking see. It's, it's basically every training thing you've ever seen mm. but normally it's a bunch of Jesus what the fuck is that Pennywise laughing. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, th- th- I thought something broke in my house. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Forgot to turn it down. Uh, <laughs> speaking of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, um, it's, it's any, like, training montage mm, that you've seen in, like, any sort middle-age like, movies. Yeah, or Roman. Where, yeah. like... You see knights training mm-hmm. and stuff, but it's all women. Yes. And it's... Uh, and they're all scantily-ish clad. Well... Not not super scantily, but like... I guess you could take it that way. Battle armor, I suppose. But it is, for the time, say if like an all-woman uh, clan existed in Roman times, and I think there were like small clans of all-women back in that time... It would be the proper guard. They would have the leather skirts and the leather. Uh, 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 I can't. I don't want to say tunic. It's not that. It's something else, like a like a corset. Yeah, type thing. Kind of. Um, but men used them as well. Only it didn't have like the boob curvature. It had like the pectorals and shit like that. Right. Um, which, so it's all within the which, realm of which possibility. Getting getting off on a slightly small tangent. Mm. Um, whenever. The, you remember the the big fucking blowout in season two of The Mandalorian when everybody's like, oh yeah, boob armor. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the way that breastplates and stuff are made, they're made to compress, mm-hmm. but there has to be room for your body. Yes, yes, your <laughs> that's body why, has to fit That's why some have like big old pot belly yeah. style. And there's also dick armor. Like that's a thing. Sounds about right. 
There are nut cups in sports and shit. And well, I mean, like, like it would sound in, it would in a right full to, suit of armor. Mm. Like you can see a a bulge cut out for mm. where your dick would be. Okay, because you have to fit it inside. Yeah. So. For anybody that's like, there shouldn't be no boob armor. It should be like smash it all down and no. I haven't no, heard anybody argue that there shouldn't be like boobs um, on armor. Mandalorian season two is yeah, when yeah. I heard the most of it. I didn't hear much about it in Wonder Woman, mm. obviously because you kind of expect it if yeah. you know anything about the story of Wonder Woman. Yeah, it, sure. There is a boob accent to her armor. Um, and anytime you've seen it in the comics, with like on Amazonians on Themyscira, you saw uh, uh, the boob-shaped armor. I guess is the best way to <laughs> put it. Um, but yeah, I uh, I guess some people would have an issue with like a boob-shaped armor on uh, like because I'm assuming they're talking about Sasha Banks' character and yeah. uh, Katie Sackhoff's character because they're the two man female Mandalorians yes. we see in that movie. And yeah, there is a slight curvature. I wouldn't even say slight. There's a definite. Uh, definition to their breasts, if you will, um, on their armor. So I guess, but it would stand to reason. I mean, we put pecs on actual armor armor. Yeah. I mean, they, they literally have a breastplate for men that's in the shape of pecs for the yeah. Mandalorian, but it's just, it's flatter, of course, because they're not boobs, but they're in the shape of pecs. And they're more angular than actual pecs, but it's the same thing. I, I don't get the rationale. I think that's just people just looking for something to bitch about about the Mandalorian. So cancel culture, just right. trying to cancel everything. Right. Um, I'm all for cancel culture for the right people, like the Harvey Weinstein's of the world. But there are, are instances where we're taking it too fucking far. There's a lot of instances where it's going too far. Um, and I also don't think, depending on the circumstances, and I know this may we're just two white men. This may get us into some trouble, but depending on the circumstances, if, say, it was just lewd behavior and it wasn't anybody being physically assaulted, I don't think that person should lose their job. I think they should be put on probation for their job, and if nothing changes, then they should lose their job. But if it's just, like, people making comments, shit like that, then obviously something should be done. Like, talk right, to. Right, right, but... Uh, now it's my turn to get us in trouble. Um, as a society, mm. we are now far too fucking soft. There's a certain amount of, like, just get over it that, that I, that I have installed in me. Mm. I don't know if it's just the way I grew up. I grew up. I mean, I'm not by any definition a small man mm. at this point. Mm. But you remember me in high school. I was a fucking fat kid. Uh, yeah. I had not grown into my shoulders or mm. torso yet. No, right. I didn't really do that till college. Mm. So I was a big kid. And when I say big, I mean wide. Yeah. And when I say wide, I mean several hundred pounds more yeah, than there, I should there, have been. Most if you likely. look at you from high school to you now, there's a definite change. Well, there's yeah, there's a significant difference. Mm. Um, but growing up, mm. like I was called just about everything but a white boy, mm -hmm. and 
to me, when somebody goes, well, they hurt my feelings because they said this. I'm like, so? Mm-hmm. Like, get the fuck over it. That's that's one person. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, like, your abusers should be mm-hmm. safe from persecution when it's warranted. Mm-hmm. But if, and I mean, this is going to... simplify the argument a little bit too Mm -hmm. much Mm -hmm. but if you're upset because somebody called you a stupid head i don't think that's the case get over it like i don't think anybody being called stupid or a dumbass is the issue i think people saying hey why don't you smile is the issue whenever men tell women to why don't you smile or put a smile on your face sweetie or some shit like that it's like that is fucking uh not them being upset is ridiculous someone else telling you to fucking smile is ridiculous do you not understand how that is ridiculous? That's them saying, hey, you're nothing but a pretty face. Why don't you just make your face pretty? Not necessarily. No, that is what it is. No, not necessarily. <laughs> because I've told people, you know, you should smile. Like, it's not as bad as you think it is. To you. But women numerously have fucking said, hey, you're not my fucking parent or my boyfriend. You have no right to fucking say... Hell, even I fucking can't stand it when someone fucking tells me. And I'm just a man. I fucking can't stand it when someone says, why don't you do this or why don't you do that? And I'm just like, fuck you. You don't have any fucking right to tell me what the fucking do. So just uh, fucking put that into a woman. I Smile, fucking, Greg. Yeah, fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't stand it whenever people fucking say, well, you should be this way or that way. No, I'm not I'm not saying that you should be this way or that way. Mm. I'm saying like there's a certain amount of power of positive thinking working. Mm-hmm. Like if you go you know what my row that I have to hoe right now kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. It's mine. I'll get through it and I'll be better on the other side. Mm-hmm. And you think of putting a smile on your face is going to help you? Ye- lie to yourself until <laughs> you get through it. Yeah. That, that was going to be my yeah. point. You're just lying to yourself at this point. Yeah. And that is not right. Well, but no, no, no. That is not okay. No, 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 no. If you acknowledge that your situation kind of sucks, mm-hmm. You're not lying to yourself by putting a smile on your face. Yeah, you are. No, because you've acknowledged that it's shit. <laughs> yeah, but you're still trying to turn it around you're, and make it not shit you're, by putting a smile on your right, face. Right, you're trying to actively change the narrative. That's not lying to yourself. No, that is. No. That's literally, you're in a situation, you're presented with an actual situation, you, and you're just being like, well, if I smile through it, I'll be fine. Just trying to fucking ignore, no, you're in the shit at this point. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that, but the idea of putting a smile on your face and trying to make uh, wine out of You piss. make the best out of a bad situation. Mm. Still a bad situation. Yes, it is, but you're more likely to come out the other side of, mm. that, of said bad situation if you're actively trying to change it instead of sitting in it going, this sucks. Act- actively trying to change it is different than well, right. pretending it doesn't but exist. Actively trying to change it could be as easy as putting a smile on your face. That's all I'm saying. But that doesn't change anything. 
The same as worrying it, it about changes, something it doesn't change your outlook. anything. It doesn't. It can change your outlook. I don't see how it would. I guess it could change your idea of what may happen, but it still well, doesn't no, it change doesn't, what will happen. It doesn't necessarily change what will happen. It changes how people interact with you. Okay. But I don't give a shit about other people. Right. But some people do. Not everyone is Greg Vance. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you don't personally that, care. That, that's my point. But, is that Everybody's worried about people, accommodating other people. If you're dealing with something, then you're dealing well, with something. Well, no. But even, even so, like, if you are able to make yourself smile, mm-hmm. then those people may give you a reason to remember why shit isn't quite so bad. Mm-hmm. Or to help you take that first step into moving beyond whatever you're mm. working with. Anyway, this is this is all very off topic. So well, to let's get back, get back to Thermoscara. <laughs> to get back on more on topic. But the idea of someone else telling you to smile is, I believe, asinine. If you want to put on a smile by yourself, you think it'll fucking help you get through, fine. I don't think that it will fucking help, but fine. If you yourself want to put on a, a happy face and try to get through it, by all means. But if someone else is deciding to tell you you should fucking smile and not put me in a bad mood because you're not smiling, fuck yourself. Okay, well, question for you then. Yes. Um, does it work the same way if a woman tells a man, you know, you should smile? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter the sex. It's just it's mainly done men telling women to smile. Well, it's mainly reported men telling women to smile. It's mainly done men telling... Uh, when has a woman told you to smile? Um, one that you're not related to or one that you're not intimate with? Several times over the past year. With who? Anybody I know? Different people that work at the place where we also work. I do think a man being told to smile is also the same as a woman being told to smile. A, I don't think it's fucking necessary. Well, I mean... I I agree, mm. but the the reason that it's not a big deal is like most guys super starve for any sort of positive attention. So if a woman goes up to a man, is like, you know what, you're you look better when you're smiling, mm. or you you're pretty when you. you you've got a pretty smile or anything like that. Like most guys are so starved for compliments that that's the highlight of their fucking year. (laughs) Yeah. But she's insinuating that when you're not smiling and you just have a plain face that you're fucking ugly, that is fucking ridiculous. Well, that is what she's insinuating, Ryan. Not necessarily, Greg. <laughs> yes, necessarily. No. If she's saying you look better with a smile on your face, that means when you don't have a smile and you're just looking plainly, you look like shit. Not necessarily. Maybe you just don't look as good as you do when you smile. That's not saying that you're fucking hideous. <laughs> okay. That's, so that's I guess just saying that going to that extreme is look, wrong. But you them saying better whenever you smile. You don't look as good as you normally would if you were smiling. I mean, statistically, people are more drawn, backhand more drawn to a smile or a warm mm. sort of temperament or disposition yeah. Yeah. than somebody going. Well, I, I mean, there's there's some amount of like overflow if like you're at a bar and you 
are dealing with like women who pick bad men because that's still very much a thing. If you look angry and pissed off, like you're going to break the world. I'm sure there's a, a cross section that will go, you know what? I could fix him. Yeah, there is, uh, but that also and, works anyway. for men. That also works for men as well. Yes, yes, absolutely. Where men will be like, I can fix her, or I can be her, the, the fucking hero complex, or I can rescue her type bullshit, so. Uh, anyway. As Enrique said. Yes. Uh, anyway, let's get back to this movie. Uh, the, the idea of women's rights and sexual harassment will probably come up throughout this entire fucking episode, because this is a movie that uh, influences a lot of women to be empowered and shit. Hell. Like, I've no, I, I know how this fucking will sound, but I've known for years that women are underrepresented when it comes to movies. Vis-a-vis, anytime my daughter watches something like this, her eyes light the fuck up. That is not the case in every fucking movie we've ever watched. Her eyes light up whenever Rey comes on screen, whenever Princess Leia comes on screen, and anytime fucking Wonder Woman comes on screen. Because they're all females kicking ass and doing their own fucking thing. And not, uh, not I guess relying solely on a man. They're having a man help them, but they're doing their own thing. That's the idea of this movie is that women can do their own thing. And the idea of several movies with female leads is that women are not totally useless without men, which have been insinuated in other men movie, men driven movies. And that's the idea behind, or this movie being, uh, produced. And I can see that you don't see that as being the case. No, I, I'm not saying that. Like, mm. I'm just, there's, there's a lot of. I mean, the very first movie series that we went into mm. was a female driven. Yes, yes, um, and that was an outlier to that. Yes, to that time period. Yeah. Um, there's, it's it's not. You and I have had this conversation. Yes, women are underrepresented mm. in in movies, and even like. Um, African Americans, mm-hmm. and Latino. Bas- basically anything that's not a white man is yes. is underrepresented in movies. Yes, and there have been strides made mm-hmm. to to correct that. Yes, and you and I had a conversation about it. I believe whenever this movie came out originally, probably way back in 2017. Right. Like, like where, I said, this movie has a heavy flu- influence I, on what's going on. The where world right I now. said, and it, it wasn't even necessarily just this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe there were several others around this time that were also. I think Atomic Blonde was coming out. Uh, female-driven mm-hmm. leading or female leads and mm-hmm. and stuff, which this is going to sound bad, most likely. Or bad-ish. Mm-hmm. I have zero problem with that. Mm-hmm. My problem was with overcorrecting. Um, and I think I even used the DC universe as proof of concept, if that makes sense. What do you mean? So, th- I mean, there was a big push, and there still is a big push. And I think that it's it's going the right way. But whenever this movie came out, mm-hmm. I was afraid of an overcorrection. To where, to where men become, white men specifically become, like, like the roles swap. Like, the man can't do anything without the woman okay. type thing. Okay. Uh, and being represented in film and stuff. And those were concerns that I voiced back then. 
now with three years of hindsight, I don't think that that's the case. Mm-hmm. I don't think that, and and I use the DC EU as the the cornerstone for my argument of yeah. overcorrecting, and that is still valid because after Man of Steel. People were like, well, it was too this or it was too that or blah, blah, blah. And it was too it was too light and good. There was no darkness to it. And then they took a hard turn into Batman v Superman. Mm. And then people had a lot of issues with it. Like, oh, there was no levity in it. There was no nothing in it. And then they made Suicide Squad where they steered back way the other way. And it was like they were on a fucking patch of ice and they're just turning the wheel. Overcorrection for narrative, not for social issues. Well, right, 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 right. But I used I used that as mm. an example of what overcorrecting looks like. Okay. With three years of um, movies that have women movies that have had that have happened since, mm. I don't see a problem with overcorrection, and I think that this is a very good example of mm. female empowerment yes, and stuff, yes. and and even um, things like, I mean. The Oscars are still very heavily skewed towards white man and their yes. their beliefs and stuff, but it was nice to see Parasite win Best yes. Picture last year because, yes. holy fuck. If you've seen that movie, you know why you're saying holy fuck, because that movie is amazing. It's probably not one we'll cover on here. Probably not. But do yourself a favor. Watch it. Watch that movie. Yes. It's subtitled. Yeah, yeah it's a foreign film. It's made it's in South Korea. South Korean. Um, but yeah, it's a brilliant fucking movie. And I I can't even remember the the director's name, right now. Bong Chu Cho, I I think it's Bong something. I can't remember exactly. And yeah, you had Bong Ju Bong Jun Hu. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I knew it was Bong something. I couldn't fucking um, remember. And it's on Hulu right now. So everybody. Mm. Yeah, if you have Hulu, like, go check it got, out. If you got Hulu. Watch it. And yeah, just in that particular example, you had a lot of people, a lot of fucking white men outraged that Joker didn't win over Parasite. Right. But Parasite, and a lot of the uh, excuses that they fucking made is that uh, they don't think how a foreign film should win Best Picture for the Oscars for whatever reason. Because they thought Joker was a much better movie about uh, mental illness and class systems and... I was like, did you watch Parasite? Um, <laughs> while that's while it's Joker about. was very good <laughs> yes. at bringing up... The idea of what social, mental illness is. Social things that are bad right now. Yes. The stigma, if you will, about, so, about mental illness. About, yeah, about mental illness and... A, a man's descent. I still have a problem into... with that movie. Like I haven't watched it since I watched it the one time. Like I, I can't. Like the movie, it's brilliant. It's brilliantly acted, brilliantly written. But there's something with that movie. I just it bugs the crap out of me. Maybe it's just, it's just a bad person becoming even worse. This is the idea that I can't fucking stand. But that movie well, just bugs me for some but reason. But it's not. Whenever it first came out and we talked about it. Mm. I nailed what your problem was right away. Mm. Like by the end of that movie, it's almost understandable. Like, like it builds, 
it builds the villain in such a way like you feel bad for him. Like if his circumstances weren't his circumstances, he could have turned out to be a a good member of society to a certain point. No, I think if people wouldn't lie to him, he wouldn't have had the issue that he did. Because his mom is constantly fucking lying to him. His boss is constantly fucking lying to him. The only one that didn't lie to him or treat him like shit was the little guy that we see in the picture that ends up walking away from yeah. uh, the Joker first killing someone. Um, it just bugs me because by the end of it, it doesn't have any sort of like hope. You know, welcome to real fucking life. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I, I'm not watching a movie to watch real life. I know lo- real life is shit. That's why I'm watching a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's and that's probably that might be the the issue with it. It doesn't give you any sort of escapism because yeah. you're like, yeah, it's horrible, mm-hmm. and there's no hope. Yeah, and that's that's just the well, end. Hell, even Empire Strikes Back ends on a down note, but it also ends up with hope. I mean, it's them looking out into the stars and like. We will find Luke. We will fucking... Or find Han. There, this isn't the end of us. It still ends on hope. Yes, it ends with Han being captured and frozen in carbonite, but it also ends with them being like, we can do this. Right. And it still ends with a fucking hopeful message. But Joker fucking doesn't. It just gets from bad to even fucking even worse. Yes. Personally, I like the movie. <laughs> I enjoy it. I just haven't watched it because it does bug me by the end of the movie. I'm just like, this feels shitty. I mean... Like I said, it's great acting. Joaquin Phoenix does yeah. a brilliant job. Yeah, he's... The writing is fucking top-notch, but it just bugs the shit out of me by the end of the movie. But anyway... Makes you feel unsettled and creepy. Yes. Yeah. Maybe that was the point. Either way, it's not something I'm going to pursue right. to have that feeling ever But again. it's also not the best picture. So <laughs> right. do yourself a favor... Go watch Parasite. Parasite. We're going to get back into Wonder Woman. <laughs> because we're not doing a very good job. So little baby Diana is watching the Amazon. Yes, she's train. mimicking all the movies. Well, she's just she's just watching first. Yes. And then you see her like start doing a couple little kicks. Yeah. And it's it's very cute and adorable. And then um Um Robin Wright. The, the sister. What's her character's name? Uh, uh, what is it? In, in T-O-P, in Tiope? Yeah, something Antiope. like that. Robin Wright's character. Um, sees Diana mm. training up by a big planter with a fern in it. Yeah, yeah. Some wall that's overlooking everything. And she just kind of like smirks to herself. Mm-hmm. And then you see Diana run away again. Yeah, because the woman that was chasing her initially catches up to her, is nearly caught up to Diana, then Diana books it. Again. Again. <laughs> and just then straight makes off a, fucking jumps, jumps off, off, a cliff. A, off a fucking wall and just like, oh, I'm going to make the best of this. As she's fucking careening to the ground, her mom grabs a her A wild mid-air. fucking <laughs> smile on her face. Yes. Like, <laughs> like, I'm having a ball. Like, Let's go! <laughs> yes. Um, but before she hits any sort of like wall or sidewalk or anything, her mom catches her in midair by the arm, which I think are, although they are Amazonians, if it was just a regular person, if you caught someone midair, like careening at like 10, 15 miles an hour, well, you grab them by the arm, it's you're either not, A, ripping it out or ripping it out of the shoulder. It's not really, uh, that 
far. Like she wouldn't have been able to build up that much speed yet mm-hmm. because it's it's literally the level below her. Is it, I like, thought it was like two. Or no, three. there's like uh, in in the scene you can see mm-hmm. like they're kind of like catty cornered. Like they go back into the same point. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's yeah, it's just the next level down. Mm-hmm. So maybe ten feet. Which, but being that she is an Amazonian, and what we find out later on is she was uh, designed to be a god killer. So, spoiler alert! Right? Oh, we didn't do that at the beginning. Yeah. So, so there's going to be spoilers for Wonder Woman in this. Um, if you haven't seen it, don't listen to us. Yeah. If you haven't go seen watch it yet, it, come back. Go watch it, then you can come back and you can take it apart with us yeah. and go off on our little wild tangents. <laughs> Just strap in because it's always a fun ride. Uh, Okay, now I will probably snip that out and put it at the beginning of everything. Just try to mix it. The uh, seems seamless, but yeah, we probably should have it because we're like forty minutes into this. <laughs> we're forty minutes into the podcast, and we're like five minutes into the movie. <laughs> Fantastic. Um. Anyway, but yeah. Uh, Diana's. Uh, whenever her mom catches her, she's like, "Oh, hi, mother." Like, this is a normal fucking thing. <laughs> this happens every day. And even uh, uh, you find out that it's uh, Queen Hippolyta. 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 Hippolyta mm. um, is her mother. Or Hippolyta. Yeah, depending Hippolyta, on you... depending on however you want to pronounce it. Mm. Um, and she's like, come, let's get you back to your tutor before another one quits on you. So <laughs> yes. you you do know that this is... Something that's happened before. Yeah, Diana is a handful for whoever is trying to teach her uh, academics in some sort. So um, we then cut to a scene of Diana in bed, her trying to convince her mother to let her train with the other Amazonians, like physically train with the other Amazonians, not just learn about books and shit. And mother's like, no, no, you don't need that. You're too young. It's not meant for you, yada, yada, yada. Um, And then she then... Uh, explains the story of where the Amazonians came from. And we get a backstory of like where the gods are, how they came to be and what happened to the gods and all that. Um, Which I haven't read a ton of Wonder Woman, mm. but I do know that it is separated from Greek mythology. No, it's not. No, it's not. They didn't praise Zeus. They praised... No, they praised Hera, but in this they don't praise Zeus. They well, appreciate Zeus for what he did by giving uh, Diana fair enough life. But in the comic books, yeah, they praise Hera, Artemis, uh, those goddesses and shit. But it is d- heavily connected to Roman and Greek mythology. Um, especially well, in... Greek mythology that Romans then stole and right, renamed right. the gods after planets, planets instead. Yes. Apollo, shit like that. Um, Apollo is a Greek god. I thought Apollo was... No, Mars. Was Jupiter. Yeah, he becomes Jupiter. Oh, I see, I see. Because it's it's Greek to Roman, not Roman to Greek. Yeah, yeah. I thought the uh, Romans came up with Apollo. No, he's Apollo in Greek mythology okay. and Jupiter in Roman mythology. Uh, it gets fucking with you. Yeah, the Roman gods are named after the planets. Mm. and Mars, I believe, the, is the Ares. Stars. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, we then cut to uh, this nice little flashback of uh, Zeus saying, or uh, Hippolyta or Polita uh, explained that Zeus created man, and uh, because of and that, man is good and just. Yes, and because of uh, uh, Ares' jealousy, he instills war and hatred into man, and because of that, Zeus tries to counterbalance that with coming up with the Themyscirians, uh the Amazonians, the women that you see 
in this flashback scene to try to counterbalance their hatred and lust for war. Um, it doesn't work. Uh, Ares tries to overthrow the gods, nearly kills everybody, but uh, keeps Zeus alive. Zeus manage to, manages to overpower Ares, and with the last remaining uh, bit of energy that Zeus has, strikes Ares with the thunderbolt. Ares goes flying down to Almost the Almost the last bit of energy that he has. Doesn't he die after the... Like the last zap that he has? I thought she well, said he, he dies. He gives he gives him an old zapparoo. Mm-hmm. And then he's fairly drained. Realizes that Ares is going to come back. And then with the last bit of energy that he has before passing, he creates the god killer for oh, the Amazonians. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if Ares ever comes back... And they don't specify what the god killer is. Diana infers that the sword is the god killer. Yes, they go and see... Um, some of the relics that they have from different gods. Mm-hmm. This is all Diana trying to convince her mother that she needs to fight with the other Amazonians. And they're looking at the sword. Diana calls it the god killer, shit like that. They never fucking correct her. Is this the god killer? And they all just kind of... Yeah. Um, they're all making insinuations about the god killer, but they don't specifically say what or who is the god killer. Um, we then cut to... Uh, small Diana basically sneaking out of her room into like the forest area and there's Robin Wright's character and Tyope uh, waiting for her with two pr- Jesus Christ <laughs> um, I was speaking of Avengers theme yeah um, but yeah she's there in the woods uh, holding two practice swords waiting for Diana and they're basically they're, they're, she brought her here to practice and become the Amazonian that she's meant to train her yes um, some time passes, and we see a Diana as, like, a tween uh, you age. Get, you get a training montage. Yes. Um, and she's uh, training with Robin Wright's Antiope, and then uh, Hippolyta comes into the middle of training, and she's pissed about all of this. She's wondering why uh, her own sister went behind her back against her word, training Diana. Um, she tells Diana to go basically to go to her room at this point. Um, and then uh, Antiope convinces Hippolyta, uh, Hippolyta that... She needs. To she needs to know how to fight. Fight. Um, and Hippolyta was like, "I guess you're right. There's no point in forcing this, but I want you to train Fine. her. But if you do train her, you're going to train her ten times harder. Yes. Than you do any other Amazonian. You are. She's basically giving uh, Antiope the, the the permission to beat the shit out of her kid throughout the entire training process. And for my all intents and purposes. Well, and before she shows up, there's also a couple of of scenes where like. She gets the upper hand. Robin Wright's character gets the mm. upper hand and mm. is like, you're stronger than you know. Yeah. Like, come at me like you mean it. Yes. Uh, we then cut to uh, behind the shot of Gal Gadot in full Amazonian garb. Not the Wonder Woman outfit, but Amazonian garb. Um, basically practicing with a bunch of her Amazonian sisters. And she's just tearing through motherfuckers left and right. To the point where once she's done, that's really fucking close. Uh, I you figured you pick it up. Yeah, uh, if you hear that, that's an airplane that's really fucking low. It just sounds like a biplane of some sort. Um, doesn't sound like the big aircraft carrier that we've Are you, Are you assuming it's uh, sexual preference? <laughs> yes, that's the what biplane. I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, Diana uh, basically tears through ev- fucking everybody, uh, just basically lays waste to everybody on the ground. She then approaches Robin Wright's character. Uh, she's the last person that Diana has to go through. Um, uh, I'm, I don't I don't know who plays her, but the the black Amazonian gives her a little bit of trouble. Mm, that's right, yeah, and yeah. ends up like 
checking her face with the mm. butt of her axe. Yeah, yeah, she almost gets the one up on Dan, and it's like, Dan, to the point where, like, Dan is, like, fucking staggering back and shit, and she's, she's like, like, fuck. Oh, okay, okay, is <laughs> that how we're gonna do it? Okay. <laughs> and then Diana lays her out and everything. Um, yeah, then she uh, attacks her, uh, Robin Wright's character, they go at it for a bit, and Diana looks like she gets the upper hand, and for a split second, she looks up at her mother, Queen Hippolyta, and in that Who's instance, watching the training. Right. And in that instance, Robin Wright's like, don't you ever take your eyes off your opponent. In real life, uh, fighting is not this simple or whatever. Like, you think fighting's fair. It's yes. not fair. Yeah. Um, It'll look for the opening to destroy you. And she's just you, kicking or... the shit out of Diana through this entire uh, speech. And right at the last, like, near the last, like, slash, Diana crosses her hand, arms. And as the uh, Antiope hits her gauntlets... This big fucking energy explosion happens, knocking everybody back. Um, Antiope ends up getting cut. She's bleeding a bit. Uh, she starts approaching her sisters. They all start backing up. And Robin's like, no, Diana, it's okay. It's okay. I'm all right. Um, and Diana's like, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean for this to happen. And then you see you cut to a shot of Antiope up on top of the hill looking down at everything. And she's like, what have I done? Uh, Diana runs off. Hippolyta. What did I say? I said Antiope, didn't mm-hmm. I? Um, but yeah, uh, Hippolyta is like, what have I done? Looking down at Diana, Diana runs off. Um, we then cut to Diana just overlooking a cliff out into the ocean, just trying to collect herself, trying to make sense of what's going, what just, what just happened. happened. She's not because sure. No one else can do that. Other Amazonians don't make a fucking energy, energy ball blast yeah. um, whenever they cross their gauntlets. Yeah. She has no idea what the fuck happened. She is perplexed at all of it. She didn't mean to hurt her aunt. Um, but as she's doing all that, she then sees an aircraft just, like, break through their barrier and just careen into the ocean. She's not sure who the fuck it is or what the fuck is going on. Or what the fuck an airplane is, because right. this is probably the first time I've ever seen one. Probably. Um, we then cut to Steve uh, Trevor. I was going to say Steve Rogers. Like, nope, that's not it. Steve Trevor um, in the ocean. His plane breaks apart. He starts uh, basically drowning at this point, being pulled into the ocean. He's stuck in his plane. And you see her dive in. Yes. Uh, she rescues him, pulls him out of the water. He's basically... She doesn't do CPR, but she just looks at him and he chokes on water and wakes up as he's coughing and shit. Because um, he was near drowning. He just didn't get there yet. Diana was able to get him out. Uh, we then cut to a bunch of German soldiers in, like, small boats and, and a big-ass, like, uh, uh, World War One like, uh, U-boat-type-looking thing. Uh, all sailing through the ocean looking for this airplane. They're not sure where it is. They see parts of it in the ocean. They reach out for it. As they do, they then cross the barrier as well. Now, they are in Themyscira as well. Uh, Steve Trevor wakes up. Uh, He's wondering who the fuck this is. Who is this woman? What is going on? I don't know who you are. She's just like, this is Themyscira. He's like, Themy what? And he he doesn't understand what the hell is going on. And before anything else happens... Here come the boats. Yes. Um, they all start shooting at Diana. She just stands up and it's like, what the fuck is that? Like, the, these uh, Amazonians are so cut off from uh, man at this point. She doesn't know what a gun is. She doesn't know what bullets are. Um, and in that instant, we then see uh, Hippolyta and Taipei and just a shitload of fucking Amazonians at the top of this cliff face looking down at Steve Trevor and Diana. And they tell her, don't fucking, or tell Steve, don't go near Diana, don't touch her, shit like that. Then they see the men shooting at Diana and Steve, and then a bunch of them grab a bunch of like uh, tether rope type things and just start uh, 
jumping off the fucking cliff. Bows and arrows. It's a fucking amazing scene where they're just leaping off the cliff, tied to a fucking, like, cliff face, just going down. One swings like a pendulum, and as she uh, basically hits the, I guess, the center point of the swing, she Mm -hmm. is then hit with, like, a stray bullet right in the gut, and then she's just left dangling there. And Diana's like, no, that's my sister. That's the first of the sisters that ends up being shot and killed. Uh, and then that's, hey, what the fuck? Right. And then it's when uh, Diana gets into the fight, because at this point, also, all the other Amazonians have now come down from the cliff face. Right, and the boats have landed on the mm. shore. And all the German soldiers, the German are, soldiers fired, are all pi- piling out and yes. firing. We see several of them go down just for, from gunshots, because obviously these are Amazonians. They don't have anything other than bows and arrows, spears, and swords. Um, we see a group of them come in uh, with Antiope on horses and swords and just charge after the German men. Is it Antiope or is it Hippolyta? Maybe it's both. I think. I th- well, I think they're both there. I think. Yeah, I think because I know I, I, Am- Amazonians uh, fight. Yeah, that, fight the the, the, the general, leaders, the queen yeah, leader the, fights with her uh, people because we get into that later on with the right. other generals. Um, but yeah, basically all the Amazonians, well, the main ones that we see, the warrior Amazonians, because we also have merchant and artist Amazonians that don't end up fighting um, in this uh, world. Um, they're all fighting German soldiers. They're taking out motherfuckers left and right. Obviously, a few Amazonians are also dying. We then see uh, Antiope stab a group of fucking arrows into the ground, and she starts taking out motherfuckers left and right. Um, she then yells, shield, and a sister goes down. She runs at the sister with a bow and arrow, with three bows. Three arrows. Three arrows. One bow. One bow in her hand, and uh, as she hits the shield, they hoist her up. She makes this like spin move. Cocks back the uh, three arrows and... Uh, Kills three German soldiers that are hiding behind a rock. Yes. Um, and then just periodically all of them start getting laid the waist. And then one guy gets his uh, bead on Diana. Looks like he's about to shoot Diana. And Tyope sees it and says no and jumps in front of the shot as it's fired. And Tyope goes down being hit. And then Chris, <laughs> Chris Evans, Chris Pine does this fucking amazing thing. He shoots the guy that shot... Uh, Antiope, and then as he's running towards Antiope to see what she's doing, he sees another German off to his left, doesn't aim, just fucking fires, hits the guy as he's running past him. It's fucking brilliant. Um, it is It is a very cool scene, uh, very cool action mm-hmm. sequence. Um, at one point, like, Diana and Steve Trevor have taken cover behind a rock. Yeah. And... Um, another German soldier ends up getting close throughout the battle, and that's how Steve gets a gun, because mm-hmm. he doesn't have a gun up to right, this right. point. He's able to take it out, or take out a guy and grab his gun and then do his thing with the gun. He's basically helping the Amazonians right. at this point. Um, he's dressed in uh, German garb. We find out why later on. Um, but uh, Diana runs up to Antiope, screaming, no, this can't be, shit like that. Antiope is like, you have to go. You will have to go. And Diana's like, where, what are you talking about? Go where? What are you talking about? Um, and then Antiope says, God, kill her. And she's like, what? And then Antiope dies. Everybody mourns her. Um, and then they get fucking pissed at Steve yes. because he's the only man standing there and he's dressed like the other guys. Um, they're wondering what the fuck he's doing here, how he well, got they, here. They say, you know, you're dressed like them. You're one of their men. And he's like, no, I'm not. Yes. Well, why are you dressed like that? Uh, I can't tell you that. Yes. Who are you? I can't tell you that. <laughs> Uh, we then cut to a scene of him surrounded by a bunch of the same Amazonians. 
um, tied up with the Lasso of Truth. Uh, Hetaya's, uh, was it Hesia's or Hetaya's? I can't remember the actual name of the Lasso. Hesia's Lasso. Um, and it basically forces him to tell the truth. If he lies, it puts more pressure on him and it hurts more. Yep. Um, so he's basically telling them everything. He's fighting. So it doesn't it. force, but it compels you to tell the truth. Right. Uh, he's fighting against it. He ends up getting uh, hurt a little bit. Then he tells the truth. He's basically he's a British spy. He's an American working with the British. He's a British spy. That's why he's dressed up in German garb. He tells the story, and we see the scene of him in this German like airfield. Um, and he got wind that uh, Ludenloff is is that his name? I think so. Uh, yeah, Ludendorff, not Ludendorff. Ludendorff is at the airbase with uh, Dr. Uh, Poison. Ma- Marot. Uh, but they, everybody calls her Dr. Poison because she's the one. And what you also need to understand, in World War One, that's where we came up with the idea of chemical warfare. That's where it all fucking started with sarin gas, mustard gas. All of that started in World War One. That's where all the experimentation. Now, obviously, it was then from World War Two was then heightened and enhanced, and then uh, further studies were done, and other gases and chemical uh, bioweapons were then harnessed based on what Hitler and his people were able to do to the Jewish people, all that shit. Um, but anyway, uh, this is where we got the idea of chemical warfare. But they, in this story, they play with the idea of Dr. Moreau, Dr. Poison, coming up with the idea of poisoning people, and we see her doing an experiment on a particular guy in a chamber, and she releases a gas, and it looks like it's going to tear apart the gas mask because that's what they're trying to do. It's trying to figure out a way to combat uh, the gas masks gas that masks. are in use. Because with current mustard gas, it's sulfur-based, they're able to put on a mask, and they're fine with the gas mask. They're trying to figure out a way to do that where it then destroys the um, gas mask and renders the person dead. Um, but as she's doing the experiment, the gas mask holds out. It looks like it's about to break, but then holds out at the end. She then rips the mask off by this, like, pulley system she has attached to the mask. The guy ends up dying anyway. She's like, fuck, I, I can't do this. I can't figure it out. I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. She's trying to figure shit out. Uh, Ludendorff, who's played by Danny Houston, has faith in her that she'll be able to figure it out. Uh, Chris Pine is telling them, like, look, I, I have to get... Uh, my uh, mission was to stay there, be a spy, relay information. Don't do months. anything, but... Yeah, don't cause an issue. Just gather as much information, then go back to the Brits and tell them everything but I couldn't stand there and do nothing so he grabbed uh, Dr. Poison's uh, journal at this point with all her uh, ideas of poison and uh, what they were going to do with it and fucks off he's about to make his exit clean and then Dr. Poison sees that her journal's gone and sees Sees one guy walking away from everything um, she says, go after him. He starts running away. One guy, one German guy is about to get into his plane. He knocks a guy out. He then starts the plane up, and then that's where you see him take off. And then we cut to him. So you see him do a strafe run. Yes. He, yeah, he goes over, like, the big, like, ammunitions building, drops, like, a small, like, torpedo uh, grenade. Yeah, thing. a handheld Grenade. Torpedo grenade <laughs> yes. type thing. And I think that that was an actual thing. In I, World think War so I. I think so too. I think so. Where like they didn't have bombers, so well, also with the planes that we've seen in World War One. Whenever you see it break apart and you see the uh, plane flapping in the water and shit, I was like, well, yeah, their planes yeah, like were made cloth. out of cloth because the metal that they had at the time was too heavy. They couldn't get the plane off on the ground, or it just took too long on uh, liftoff. So they wrapped it in cloth. They had a metal frame. They had a pedal. 
uh, on the floor to basically control the rudder. They had a main control stick in the center. But, yeah, it was just basically them in a metal frame with cloth all around them flying an airplane in World War One. which the balls on these people. Um, anyway, uh, we cut back to Chris Pine on his knees in front of everybody with the lasso, and he's like, that's pretty much it. Like, I, I had to do something, and then that's when I crashed on your island, and I have no idea where this place is, what, who you people are, and what's going on. Um, they then explain a little bit of what's going on to him. Um, we then cut to, I think it's Diana and Hippolyta arguing back and forth, because Diana wants to go to the mainland, to the land of man. To try to find Ares. Yes. Because they're convinced that... He Ares says, is back. He says that this is the the war to end all wars, yes. um, which is what World War One was referred to. Yes, it was Before to, they knew we were going to have a sequel. Right. Uh, but all intents and purposes, World War Two, uh, what happens in World War One has a direct effect on what happens well, in yes, World War Two. Well, yes, World War Two was World War I, yeah, the if, sequel. If World War One ended differently and we didn't end up treating the Germans like shit after they lost... I don't think we would have had Hitler because part of Hitler's rhetoric is that he was pissed off how Germans were treated after World War One. Right. Um, anyway, uh, we then cut to Diana trying to convince her mother that she needs to go. Hippolyta's like, no, you don't. I just lost my sister. I'm not losing you too. Um, we then cut to Chris Pine in like a hot bath type thing. Uh, With glowing blue water. Right. <laughs> um, and he's just enjoying himself. He's... Uh, basically all healed up at this point. Just yeah, this is all right. Uh, we then have Diana walk in on him, and he stands right the fuck up. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? And then they have this... It's sort of lame, but also, like, yeah, she probably hadn't seen one in real life. They have this dick joke in the middle of it. Um, and she's like, is that average for men? And he's like, nah, well, I... Should. I'm above average. Yeah, it makes, like, a chagrin, like, look. And he's like, oh, I'm above average. I'm just like, all right, whatever. Um, it's Chris Pine, so whatever. Um, he, he gets a pass on dick jokes? <laughs> yes. Okay. Chris Pine is a pretty brilliant ca- uh, character actor. Um, uh, then Diana says, what's that? And he thinks she's talking about his dick, but he's like, oh, no, no, that's, uh, that's my watch. She's like, watch, what's that? And he's like, well, it helps me tell what time it is, what time I need to do certain things, what time I need to wake up, all that, what time I need to go to bed. And she says this, like, like innocent thing. She's like, you let that little thing control your life? <laughs> and she's not wrong. <laughs> um, and he's like, no, I'm not, I don't let it control my life. It just helps me tell what time it is. Um, and then they basically have a back and forth. And Steve's like, who are you? What is this place? Why does this water glow blue? Why, what the fuck is going on? The fuck? <laughs> um, he's basically have like a little mini breakdown at this point because he doesn't know what the fuck is going on. He doesn't even know how he's going to get the fuck off this island. Um, and then, uh, what does he say? Oh, yeah. Uh, Diana's like, why do you want to fight these people? Um, why do you have to do something about it? And then he says, my father told me you could either do nothing or do something. And he's like, I already did nothing. Uh, so basically he's making the inference that he's going to do something because clearly he needs to. Yeah, he already tried doing nothing and it didn't do anything, so he's going to try to do something to change the fact that the world's at war. Yes. And basically, he is just trying to save as many lives as he can, because he's like, if I take this back to British intelligence, like, we can stop their attack, we can... End the war, potentially. We can stop the the violence on the front, like, Mm -hmm. not everybody on the front has to die, type thing. 
Um, so he's just trying to do the right fucking thing, which is just a brilliant fucking aspect for Steve Trevor to have. Um, she agrees with him that they need to go. We then see Diana trying to enter, uh, I guess, the armory. Um, she leaps up. She grabs onto a ledge. It then breaks apart. She falls down. She then, in a mad panic, punches the wall, basically, like, pokes the wall with her fist, and she's able to make holes in the wall. And she's like, oh, well, this is new. I didn't know I could do this. Okay, dig, 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 yeah, dig, dig. She just punches the wall, climbs up, punches the wall, climbs up. She makes it all the way over, and then we just see a series of quick shots of her grabbing the shield, uh, what she perceives as the god killer, the sword, and then we see the her. The lasso. The lasso. We then see her uh, come across the outfit. We just see, like, a blurry, like, close-up shot of the outfit. It's the outfit. Um, Diana then comes back into the spring area. Do you know the artifacts, like the names of all the artifacts? No. Okay. I don't have any idea either. No. And now that you're saying it, yeah, that probably would have been a good idea to fucking have. Uh, no, I don't. But it's the lasso of truth that you already saw. Yes. Um. What Diana perceives as a god killer. The shield of whatever. Yes. Uh, forged by Themyscirian, so it's really fucking strong type, uh, metal. Um, we'll get to that later on with the shield and everything. Um, but then... Diana enters back into the little, like, wellspring area that Steve is in, and he's got a map and a compass, and the compass isn't working right, and he's trying to figure out how to get off this island and get back to Britain. Um, she then, <laughs> she, she does this goofy thing where she puts her uh, one leg up on it, and she's, like, uh, hoisted up like Captain Morgan, just looking off into the distance. <laughs> and he's like, oh. It, he, he first is startled by her. He's like, oh, oh, okay, uh, it's you. And he's like, oh, you look nice. And she looks down at him. He's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> it's just a weird fucking exchange that they have. Um, we then cut to Diana escorting Steve to a dock on the island and a small boat. Not like a she makes She makes boat. the deal with him that if yeah. she helps him off the island, he will take her to Ares. Right. He gives this look like, okay. Okay. Um, clearly, he doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about when it comes to Ares. She, he just knows he needs to get off this island. And this woman is offering a way to get off the island. Um, she then escorts him to the boat. It's not like a rowboat. It's a decent size, like sailboat sailboat. Um, they are starting to get ready. And then we see Hippolyta come up behind them. And Diana's like, look, I have to go. And Hippolyta's like, I know, uh, I don't like it, but I know. Um, and then they both fuck off. And then the one girl with Hippolyta is like, you didn't tell her everything. Well, she gives her the headband. Yes. The her headband. Well, it's not her headband. I thought it was. No, hers had like wings down the side. Oh, that's right. I think it's her sister's. Oh her, yeah, 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 yeah. Her yeah, aunt's. Yeah, Antiope's uh, headband. She's like, this is the headband of Antiope. She was the best warrior of us. Mm. Make sure you're worthy to wear it, or yes. something like that. Uh, and Hippolyta also says, if you leave this island, you can never return. And Diana's like, I know, but I have to do something. Um, they get into the boat, they sail off, and then what I just said, the woman's like, you didn't tell her everything, and Hippolyta's like, if I told her, and she knew everything, that means Ares would He would find, find her, her faster. Um, we then cut to this nice little scene between Diana and Steve Trevor, of them just, uh, talking about, uh, what they're gonna do, and also, he makes a bed for Diana, he's like, look, you can sleep here, I'll sleep over here, and Diana's like, why don't you just lay with me, and Steve's like, well... We're not really together. That's what married people do. Never mind. I'll, I'll sleep over here. You sleep over there. And they have this like nice back and forth where she doesn't understand. She doesn't understand anything. Like, why wouldn't you just sleep next to me? Right. <laughs> well, what's what's marriage? Yes. Um, 
they then have another back and forth where uh, they're talking about uh, the idea of sleeping with someone, and he, they get onto like uh, the pleasures of the flesh. That's what she calls it. She's like, "Oh, you mean the pleasures of the flesh?" Flesh, and she mentions like the uh, twelve volume collection, whatever of Cleo's, yeah, uh, uh, Cleo's like thirteen volume pleasure of the flesh or something like that. Yeah, tree, tree stone pleasures of the flesh. Yeah, something along those lines. But it's basically uh, her layout of how to please, how two people should be able to please each other. And Diana's (laughs) like, you wouldn't like it. Well, no, he's like, he's like. Well, do you have any of them? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Like, oh well, you wouldn't you wouldn't like them anyway. And he's like, well, I might. She's like, no. It basically comes to the conclusion that men are good for procreation and nothing else. <laughs> uh, and that uh, which that's sexist the other way. <laughs> men are good for more than procreation. But she acno- ladies. But she acknowledges that the idea of that it's the wrong idea to have. Yes. <laughs> um. And also, we've had a couple hundred years of men only think, thinking of women as baby makers. I'm all right with a woman thinking that all I'm good for is a good lay or uh, making babies as well. We've had it the it other wasn't, way. It wasn't for a good lay. Whatever. We're useless I'm for talking a good about lay. We're only, modern we're only good for... <laughs> I'm talking about a modern parlance. Like, say, if someone was like, oh, all men are good for is a good dicking or whatever the fuck they want to say. I'm all right with that idea because uh, men have been doing it to women the other way around. Two wrongs don't make a right, but I'm all right with the idea. Well, that yeah, that's just fucking silly because <laughs> that's that goes back to what we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. where it's okay if women do it now because it's been done to them for so long. Mm-hmm. No, it's still not oh fucking k. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't happen. Period. Like no, somebody's got to be the bigger person. Yeah, now someone has to be the bigger person. That's my issue. Now, no, no, no. when it's done to no, men, no, no, no. now no. someone has to be the bigger person. No. Someone's always had to be the bigger person. Right, and that's the we issue. We just failed at it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway. The we is the royal we, not... Yes. Greg and I, in particular, no, not all, so much. All but men. Yeah, the, the... Men have failed. The species of men have failed. Yes. Don't um, fall into the same trap as us. Women, I guess that's all I can really say. Like, I, don't, I don't really have a good way to sum it up. Like, somebody has to be the bigger man. Women. <laughs> For the most part. Yes. It's been proven time and time again, you're better than us. <laughs> yes. So just be better than us. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's all I'm trying to say. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, oh, they end up landing in Britain, or I guess uh, Steve ends up coming across basically like a tugboat to get them into the uh, dock, and they're on the River Thames at this point, and Diana wakes up, and she's like, oh, is this Lon- London? And she's like, this looks like shit. And Steve's like, well, you're not wrong. Yeah, it's not for everybody. <laughs> uh, they end up docking, and then they're walking through. Uh, London, and she's basically like, all right, so where do we go? Where's uh, Aries? Yeah, and she's like, right away. Wow, one track mind. Huh? <laughs> and Steve's like, look, I we need to get you out of these clothes. We have to do something else first. And she she opens her jacket for something. And he's mm. like, whoa, 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 you're mm. like naked. <laughs> yes. She. What you see is her in the uh, normal uh, Wonder Woman garb with the red, blue, and gold, with the uh, Roman skirt, uh, with the, the phrase and shit. And with the, 
uh, the knee-high boots and whatnot, basically the shin guards and whatnot. Um, he's <laughs> saying that she's naked, <laughs> which in 1918 uh, version of Britain, yeah, she kind of was. Um, they then take her to a clothing store. We then see uh, Etta Candy uh, in the store waiting for Steve and Diana. She introduces herself, and <laughs> she has this like nice back and forth with Etta. Uh, Etta or Diana's like, oh, so how do you know Steve? And she's like, oh, I'm Steve's secretary. And then she's like, secretary, what's that? And then she's like, I basically I go do here this, and I do this, I do this, I do this. I do all this stuff for him. And she's like, oh, that sounds like slavery. And Etta's like, I like her. <laughs> and she's like, it's pretty much like slavery, only the pay is way better. <laughs> uh, we then get this like small like... And, and kudos to her. Like I really like her as an actress. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not in a ton. Lucy Davis is her name. Yeah, Lucy Davis. I think she played she's, the original Pam in the uh, British yes, version of the Yes, she did. Um, she was also in Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, she played uh, not Shaun, one of Shaun's best friends, the female character, the blonde yeah. of Shaun's best friend. That She has like a secret crush on Shaun throughout the entire movie. Yep. Um, um, as Shaun is still pining over his girlfriend. And then she, is, she also plays one of the sisters... On the new Sabrina TV oh, does show. She? Yeah. She's not in a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. But she's but a brilliant she's, actress. She's very, very good yeah. in what she's in. I really enjoy it. And I like her as Etta Candy in this. She's a perfect fit for Etta Candy. Like, there are certain actors. Like, Gal Gadot is fucking perfect as Wonder Woman. Uh, Hugh Jackman, perfect as Wolverine. Lucy Davis as Etta fucking Candy. Brilliant fucking casting. Um, we then get a small, like, little montage scene of, uh, Diana trying on different outfits. She tries on, like, this high turtleneck, like, outfit. She's like, it's choking me. And this is after well, the, they've already the put on several one, outfits. The first one that she puts on is, like, a corset. Yeah, fr- uh, frilly dress type thing. And she's like, well, what's... How do you fight in this? What's, what's this for? Like, <laughs> oh, this doesn't right. seem like armor. And she's like, oh, no, it's not armor, it's... It's fashion. <laughs> yes, and, and she says this like little line. She's like, "Oh well, it's for people that have tummies to suck them in." She's like, and Diana's like, "Tom, what are I don't, you talking about? I don't see the point of this." And she's <laughs> like, "Yeah, someone with no tummy wouldn't, <laughs> bitch." <laughs> it's a brilliant back and forth. Um, but yeah, it's just a small several several different. She, yeah, we see her trying to like fight and do high kicks and shit. She's like, "I can't fight in this." Right, and there's, what is this? There's a dress that she rips because yes, she's, she's trying to make a kick. Tries to kick. Um, she's like, "How do women fight in this?" And I don't remember the line. It's like with with our morals or something <laughs> like that. With our principles. With our principles. <laughs> and once they give us the right to vote, we'll definitely be able to do that. And then I was like, "Oh yeah, that didn't happen yet. That's like 1922, 23." They have not gotten the right to vote up until now. Um, we then uh, cut to Chris Pine coming into the store, and he's in new garb as well. He's got the fedora on. He's in a three-piece suit. and he's He walks up to Etta. He's like, where is she? I thought this would be real quick. And Etta's like, well, she's now trying on outfit 226. Um, and Steve's like, what the fuck? Uh, and then uh, Diana comes out, and she looks amazing. She's basically in this, like, utilitarian outfit. She's got a button-up shirt that comes up to her about her collarbone. Uh, I think, like, a, a, a dress that goes down to her ankles, but is able to, like, move in it freely. And yeah, shit. some sort of sport coat yes. type thing. Um, she's got also her own hat. It's not a fedora, but it's, like, a... It's almost like one of those, like, uh, uh, Van Gogh straw hats that you see. Yeah. Um, something similar to that, only not made out of straw. Um, it's, uh, and Chris Pine is like, I thought I told you to basically, we need to get her her to blend in, not make her look so gorgeous. 
And the only thing you can come up with is putting glasses on her. And Edda's like, oh, yeah, that's going to suddenly make her not fucking beautiful. I mean, subtle nod to, <laughs> yeah. to Superman there. Yes. <laughs> As it's like, okay, well, that's like people are still going to fucking look at her even though she's got glasses on now. Dumbass. Chris Pine just looks at her after he puts the glasses on her. This is what makes him a brilliant actor. You could see just all his frustration on her. He's like, God damn it, she is beautiful. And this is not working. He's like, all right, fine. Whatever. (laughs) This is good enough. Uh, We then cut to a small little scene. Diana has sword and shield in hand, and she's walking to this department store, and everybody's looking at her. He's like, what the fuck is going on? Are we being raided? (laughs) And she tries to exit through the rotating doors. She fails at it miserably. And uh, Steve is like, oh, no, just give me the give me the sword and the shield. And Diana's like, no, she doesn't want anybody else to have it because obviously she perceives it as the god killer, the sword anyway. Um, she's not wanting anybody to have it. She's like, no, no. And she's terrified of this door <laughs> yeah. that has bested her. And, and she's like, no, no, I think I got this. And then she walks right through the door. Steve right behind well, her. Well, walks right through the door, kind <laughs> of like charging and holding yes. the blade like she's going to attack it. <laughs> and then she's outside kind of looking around like... Okay, I'm now. still I'm still gonna fight it, and you see just an exasperated Chris Pine come behind her like, Jesus Christ! Like, what did I get myself into? Edda uh, is already out there, and she's basically like, Look, I'll take this off of you, and she's a bit apprehensive about the idea. Diana is about Edda uh, taking the sword, and she makes Edda promise that you'll take very good care of it. And Edda's like, I promise it will not go anywhere. Anyway, uh, she's like, I'll take it back to the office. Uh, they then you uh, can meet up with me after you talk to the general. Yes, uh, Diana and uh, Steve go off in a different direction. Lu- we cut. We hold on Lucy for a bit. She uh, watches them go off into the distance, opposite from her. But she also notices something. We don't sure what she notices, but she notices something. We then cut to uh, the camera following Steve and Diana through the streets of London, and he's looking all over. He then sees a guy that and he's, he's seen earlier. also noticing yes, something. several guys just basically following him. He's seen it. He sees a guy passing that he's seen earlier, um, so he knows something is up. He grabs Diana by the arm. He's like, "Look, uh, something may be happening. I'm not sure. Hopefully not." They duck into a back alley. He then tucks the uh, diary or journal that he has of all of Doctor Poison's like notes and shit into the back of his pants. And then he starts looking around and slowly backing up into, like, the big opening of the alley. And as he does, a gun comes up to his forehead. He's like, uh, hello, I think, like, Lieutenant Steve uh, Trevor, or whatever his actual moniker is. Captain Steve Trevor, I'm not sure. Um, And and it's a guy with, like, a thick German accent. And several other guys come down the alley. And it's just uh, him and Diana surrounded by a bunch of guys with guns and shit. Like, five guys or something. Yeah. Um, And they're basically threatening his life. He's like, give the journal to us. And he's like, oh, I'm not sure where I put it. He reaches behind him. Uh, he, like, I think he, like, punches the one guy. Um, and as the other guy rears up to shoot, he goes to uh, stand in front of Diana. He's like, oh, watch out. And then she quickly uh, goes in front of him and uses her gauntlet underneath her outfit and blocks the bullet as it's being shot. Steve catches it, and it's all hot and shit because it's a fucking bullet that just got shot. Yeah. And he's like, oh, hot, hot. And he's like, or maybe not. I didn't need to fucking put myself in front of you for this bullet. Well, and it was just kind of like one of the moments like, like, oh, <laughs> so that's a thing. <laughs> yes. And then Diana just runs through these guys left, right, and center. She's blocking off, 
uh, bullets that are being shot at her. She's uh, knocking the fuck out. We see Steve like put up his dukes like he's gonna fight someone, but Diana's got it handled. And as another guy's like staggering back uh, away from Diana with a gun up, Steve clocks him a good one. Guy knocks the fuck out. Um, another There's one guy, guy left, and he's running. He's running out of the alley. We then see Etta come out of from behind Directly the wall into her holding the sword out. <laughs> She's like praying that nothing happens, but she's holding it out. She's like, stop right there, mister. And then Diana wraps the uh, uh, lasso on him and starts dragging him. As he is being dragged, we then see him take out a pill, pop it in his mouth, and he starts convulsing and foam coming out of his mouth. And Diana's not sure what the fuck is going on. Well, she's, she tries to question him. Yeah. And as that happens, uh, he's foaming at the mouth, and Steve's like, look, he poisoned himself, cyanide. Uh, there's nothing we can do about it right now. Um, she's not sure why that happened, but he killed himself, uh, is not able to get information from him. And then we cut to, I think it's them in like the British parliament at this point. Well, a meeting of the generals. Yeah. Uh, is it the generals? I thought it was like politicians at this point. Then it's the generals. Cause he's trying to give it to one of the generals that's in the meeting of politicians. It could be. Um, because that's where we get, um, uh, what's his name? The main Morgan. Um, the guy that turns out to be, spoilers, yeah. Aries. Because um, uh, the guys in black suits are the politicians, and the guys in the military garb are the generals. Um, but yeah, they wa- Steve and Diane... Well, Steve walks into this like area where all the politicians and generals are talking. Diana tries to enter, and Steve's like, no, no, wait here. Diana holds the door open, she then slides in, and then we just see a bunch of men like looking at Diana, like, what the fuck is the woman doing in here? This is no place for a woman type bullshit that we see. And this is why movies like this fucking need to exist because this is the way it was for women being, I guess, treated as second-class citizens, if you will. Hell, even in nowadays, we see that in Saudi Arabia where women are still treated like second-class citizens. Um, And it's just asinine bullshit. I mean, WWE constantly does business with Saudi Arabia and they just, I think a year or two ago, just had their first women's match ever in... uh, Saudi Arabia, but the women couldn't wear their normal garb. And the normal garb is like trunks um, with like a mesh, uh, like nude looking thing on their legs so they don't end up revealing mm-hmm. too much. Like anything falls out or anything like that, like labias or whatever, uh, doesn't end up falling out. So they have like this nude mesh thing that they wear on their legs underneath their trunks. Um, and then like a top, a crop top of some sort, whatever the outfit may be. But in this particular match, uh, they were fucking covered fucking from the basically the base of their chin all the way down and just a garb that looks similar to their other garb but they were covered basically head to toe and it was fucking insane but it was nice that the idea that women were able to have a match it was just ridiculous that they had to go to such lengths to do it anyway uh everybody's looking at diana wondering why the woman's in here uh, Chris tries to approach one of the generals. He's like, look, I got this thing. I need to show you. Come out here with me. Um, we then see, uh, what's his name? Morgan. I think it's Morgan. Yeah, Morgan. Uh, Pierre, uh, he sees Pat- Sir Patrick Morgan. Uh, sees Diana and is like trailing off in his speech and shit. But everybody's quiet at this point because they're all looking at Diana, whispering like stupid shit. Um... Uh, the general is like, why are you bringing a woman in here? Get her out. Get her out. And the general usher, ushers Steve and Diana out. And basically is starting to chastise Steve for bringing a woman into this room and interrupting everybody and all that shit. And Steve's like, look, I've got this 
journal of Dr. Poisons, and it needs to be translated. I don't know what's in it, but uh, something's going on where we need to fucking figure out. This could change the tide of the war. Um, we then see uh, Patrick Morgan come out. He's like, oh, Steve, there you are. Uh, thank you <laughs> for letting everybody quiet for a few minutes while I was able to talk and not have everybody shout over me. And then um, Steve introduces Diana. Diana is about to say, Diana, princess, princess. of them. And uh, Steve cuts her off. He's like, Prin- Diana Prince, that's her name. Um, she's with me. She's working with me. We're working together. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> we then see uh, Steve give the journal to Sir Patrick and is explaining to him, like, look, there's something going on in this journal. I'm not sure what it is. We need to have someone translate it and figure out from there. He's like, well, we don't have anybody that can translate. Yeah. Um, X language. And Diana's like, I can. Well, that's uh, a bit later. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah, because uh, we then cut to a scene of Dr. Poison and Dr. Uh, or not Dr., but uh, Ludendorff uh, enters into this like big chemistry lab that Dr. Poison is at. And she's basically at her wit's end. She's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. She's around like a bunch of crumbled papers and shit. This is after everything that happened mm. with Steve. And she's not sure what the fuck to do. She's, she's like, like, I lost my journal. I don't know where to go with this gas. Right. I'm exhausted. All resources. I don't know what to do. But I did figure out this uh, particular thing that I have figured out that give you your strength back and all that. I thought of another gas. Uh, it's like this little like blue vial that he's able to crack in front of his nose. And he inhales. And you see him basically like soup the fuck up. Um, you see his face like glow like bright white and shit. And he just basically is able to... Uh, uh, regain his strength and gain a little more. Excuse me. Uh, we then see uh, Dr. Poison sit there at her table just disheveled, uh, well, there's some, dejected. There's the some point. sort of like wind as Gusts he's but, yeah, souping shooting, up. Yeah, uh, shooting up at this point. Um, uh, and she gets the idea of, oh, maybe it's this other idea I had. And she unfurls the crumbled up piece of paper and she's like, maybe this is it. And then we cut to Diana with the uh, generals. Um, and they're all like, uh, this is uh, two separate languages, but I don't know what the fuck it is. And Diana looks at it. She's like, oh, that's Sumerian and something else. I can't. I know it's Sumerian and something else. And she's like, I could translate that. And one of the generals is like, she's a woman. How is she able to fucking translate all this shit? What does she know type shit? And uh, she starts translating it. And she basically... Uh, reveals the idea that they're coming up with an idea to make a hydrogen-based mustard gas instead of a sulfur-based mustard gas. And they uh, figure out that if it's hydrogen-based, gas masks won't work on it. Well, yeah, it's everybody, as soon as she says that it's going to be hydrogen-based, it's like, well, then gas masks will be useless. Like, mm-hmm. what the hell are we going to do? Type thing. Um, they all look dejected and shit, and uh, the general's like... Thank God we're going to sign this armistice. Yes. Uh, they're all gung-ho on that the... Uh, Germans are at their uh, end of their resources. They can't continue on with this war. They're sure that the Germans are going to sign this armistice, so there's no point in pursuing this avenue uh, to try to stop the war from continuing. And Steve Trevor's like, well, just let me go. Go take care of it. Yes. Like, just in case. Yes. And the general's like, look, no, we're not letting you go. Uh, If a few men die, then so be it. Uh, that's what happens to soldiers. That's what soldiers do, is they die. They die, yes. Um, and then Diana flips the fuck out. She's like, how can you? You're a general. 
You're nothing but a fucking coward. You should be out there on the battlefield with your men. I'm, where I'm where I'm from, generals ride with their troops. Right. Uh, and, and fight alongside them. She's just losing her shit on this guy. because Basically, how dare you condemn these other men to death if you're not willing to die yourself. Right. Which is a good fucking uh, point to make. I mean... Well, yeah, A, it's a good point to make. Granted, war has changed a lot since <laughs> Grecian times. Yes. But still... I, if you're going to send other people off to war, I think you should have an idea of what that war looks like. Yes. Um, I'm not saying that every politician needs to be a veteran, but I do think you need to spend some time with veterans or people out in the battlefield. Like, right now, I think a lot of our politicians need to go there to, like, Iraq uh, or Syria and just witness the horrors that are going on. Then you'll be able to better understand and not... Well, a lot of our... There's too much to unpack there. Yes, I know. There's a lot I'm of problems just, with just, our politicians. As a general statement, I think yes. in order for people to better understand what they're committing to or what they're saying yes to when it comes to war, I don't think they a lot should, of them understand. They should know. Yes. But that that's another problem with detachment, most of them being 70-plus years old. Yes. and, and uh, Things like that. Especially anyway. nowadays with um, anyway. Trump and everything. Anyway. So. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway. We're nearly at the end, Ryan. <laughs> uh, was it? Anyway. <laughs> I think we have like a two weeks left. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> that has nothing to do with the movie. I'm just so happy, Ryan. <laughs> I know. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, we then see uh, Diana and Steve being escorted out into the hall. And Steve's like, look, uh, there's nothing I could have done. Diana's pissed at him for not standing up for himself while the general yelled at him and shit. And Steve's like, look. I, we're fucking going. There's no... I, I. Of course we're going. I'm not going to stand here and do nothing. We're going. And Diana's like, you lied? It's like, I'm a spy! It's what I do! <laughs> um, and Diana's like, how do you... Why should I believe you now? Are you not lying to me now? And Steve's like, okay. And he wraps a, the lasso of truth around his arm. He's like, I'm not lying. We are going to the front. And... Dear God, this is the worst idea. We're all fucking gonna probably die from this. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And it's just the uh, last of truth telling Diana a little bit more than it should. Uh, right. His true it's, feelings. It's him going, yeah, we're going. And it's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, we then get uh, them going to a bar. and To meet the rest of the squad. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, he, we meet up with a Moroccan spy, Samir, a Scottish marksman named Charlie, and a Native American smuggler named Chief Nappy. Well, we don't meet Chief Nappy yet. Uh, well, he's at the campsite they end up meeting him at. Yeah. But we meet Samir and uh, Charlie in this bar. Uh, Steve gives Samir a bit of shit because he's <laughs> making this story up of being like the Sultan's prince, son or something like that. He's telling a bunch of these like British dipshits a story so he can like swindle them for money and... Chris Pine's like, no, you're not. You're not a. You're not the son of a sultan or anything. And you can see Samir just losing his shit slowly. And um, the British guys go off, and he, or Chris Pine, gives them some more shit, and they just all hug and say, "Oh, what are you doing here? You fucking scallywag!" Because <laughs> they're pirates now. <laughs> um, and then Diana's like, "Who else are we here to meet?" And then, well, somehow it gets on the, like the. Chris Pine like talks him up to Diana and is mm. like, "Oh yeah, is this, this is a good guy? He can speak a bunch of different languages mm. and stuff." And so she starts like speaking other languages, and he 
matches her. Answers. Yeah. Answers. Until she gets to, like, ancient Greek. And then he's like, me? <laughs> yes. Uh, and she's confident that he knows what he's doing. Um, she's, just, and she's like, oh, and we're also here to meet Charlie. Because apparently Samir and Charlie... Travel together. Travel together. And um, much like a, um, Thomas Jane and Keenan Michael Key's character uh, in yeah. The Predator. Yes. Where they're, like... They've got some sort of codependent relationship. Yeah. Um, not necessarily to the same extent, but like, he's like, oh yeah, Charlie's here too. And he's like, oh good, we're here to meet Charlie too. And they turn around and they see they point these, to two Charlie. Guys, these two guys about to fight. Yes. <laughs> and you see, <laughs> you see this dude just fucking hammer this other guy. She's like, well, at least Charlie knows how to fight. And he's like, oh no, that's not Charlie. <laughs> Charlie's the one being hit. That, that's Charlie. <laughs> And it's the dude that just got his shit rocked. And, and Diana's like, we're going to work with this guy? He clearly can't defend himself. And then we find out that Charlie's an expert marksman. Um, he can fire... Well, and marksman, what's that mean? It's like, he can shoot things from really far away. <laughs> yes. Um, we, they're discussing a few things, and then uh, Patrick Morgan comes into the bar, and he's like, look, I know you don't, guys don't have the go-ahead, but I want to help in some way. And this is how I'm going to help. He also has Etta with him. And Patrick's like, look, I'm going to have Etta run the op from my office. So that way no one knows about it. But she will run the op and she will give you any information that you need while you're out in the field. And he also hands them like like an envelope of money. It's like, maybe this will help you for a few days, get you where you need to go. And uh, Chris Pine is like, thanks. And it's uh, Morgan, uh, what we perceive as Morgan being a good guy. To right. the entire group. Uh, we then cut to the entire group out in the field approaching this campsite. Um, and it's, they come to a campfire and it, we see, uh, what is his name, Chief Noppy, um just sitting there beside the campfire. Sees everybody approaching and then greets everybody and then is introduced to Diana and explains that he's over here because the, his original home was taken by Chris Pine's people. And Diana just looks at him and is like, what do you mean? It's like, they, she, he basically gives her like a broad strokes of what happened to his people. Yeah. Native Americans were chased off their land by white folk. Yes. Um, and she uh, doesn't like that idea one bit. Uh, we then cut to, I think at this point we see, uh, yeah, it's Ludendorff and uh, Dr. Poison testing out this new formula that she's figured out. And they've got, like, a gas mask in this chamber, in this, like, glass chamber. And they release one of the vials. It starts billowing up and filling the chamber. And then we see the gas mask just basically, like, falling apart. Just crumbling and yeah. then falling apart. And then they hit a button and it lights on fire and just everything is destroyed. They're looking at one another and they're looking like... like we did it. Yeah, we figured it out. Um, we then cut to Diana... And the group going through, uh, like, the outskirts of the front uh, where No Man's Land is. And we see horses stuck in mud. Guys whipping the horses. Diana's like, why is he whipping them? That's no way to get the horses out of the mud. He's doing that wrong. We need to show him how to do that. And everybody's like, no, no, no. We need to get to the front. Chris Pine's character is like, listen, you can't save everyone. Yeah, because she sees uh, women and children crying. Bigger bigger fish. This is is how everywhere is right now. Um. We can stop this if we are able to stop the war. Um, we then are in the trenches at this point. They're weaving through all the trenches on no man's land. 
and she's seeing everybody and all the soldiers are just like fucking war torn and just beaten the fuck out of just just beaten down yes exhausted exhausted at this point um we then see a woman and child and like a small group of like civilians in a like little like cubby hole off to the side and the woman's like telling her i was like look our village is being attacked. They're forcing us into slavery. We were able to get out, but there's still more people there. And Diana's trying to convince Chris Pine and the group, like, we need to help these people in this nearby village. We need to fucking help them. We need to go across this fucking field and go help those people. And Chris Pine's like, look, this area is called no man's land. That means no man can fucking cross this area. They've been at this for nearly over a year. No fucking, no no side has been able to move an inch. All the Germans are over there with... Machine guns, mm-hmm. if anybody pokes their head out, they get dead. Yes, they're instantly killed because the Germans are dug in right over the, on the other side of the field. And Diana's like, no, this can't be. And then we see Which, her... trench warfare, very much a thing in World yeah, War One. Yeah, um, it was basically first invented in World War One, and it was... No Man's Land was an actual fucking thing. Um, there's even... I think it was in 1918, Christmas of 1918... Where they there's a sides, cease there's a ceasefire there and they played soccer. Yeah, both sides, Germans and Americans and British, were all basically like, "Look, this is Christmas night. We're <laughs> we can go back to killing each other tomorrow, tomorrow, but for now, let's just be people." Yes, and, and it was this brilliant fucking moment in time of just two sides, basically humans enjoying each other's company. They cooked each other dinner. They had uh, parties and shit like that. Drank beer and wine and all that sorts of th- shit. Together, and they just were humans for one moment in time, and it's fucking brilliant that that ever fucking existed. Um, but in this movie, uh, that's not the case. Right. Um, this is not Christmas. This is just your average Tuesday on the front. <laughs> right. And Chris Pine's like, look, we need to get through here so we can get to the other side of the front so we can uh, stop Dr. Poison and Ludendorff. And Diana's like, no, I'm sick of this. And we see her turn her back to this, uh, uh, Steve and the group, and she's, like, rustling with some shit. We see her dip her head, and the camera's behind her. We see her dip her head, and she turns back around, and she's like, no more. And she takes off her coat, and she has all her Wonder Woman garb at this point. She was shuffling, basically taking off her clothes that she had on over her armor and shit. Um, we then see her climb the fucking stairs. Steve yells no at her, and it's all this, like, epic, like, slow-mo shot and shit. And then she gets to the top. And then we see just this brilliant fucking scene of Wonder Woman uh, taking bullet after bullet, reflect, uh, uh, like uh, deflecting, them deflecting. With her- that's the word. <laughs> deflecting bullets uh, left, right, and center. She's basically going through no man's land. It's a fucking brilliant scene. And did you know this whole sequence? A. Patty Jenkins had to fight like a motherfucker to keep the sequence in the movie. Uh, studio execs didn't think there was any point to this particular scene. I'm like, no, this is a brilliant fucking scene. And B. Fucking Gal Gadot is pregnant during this entire fucking sequence. She's six months pregnant during this entire thing. She's doing all these fucking, like, uh, uh, arm articulations and shit like that, acting her fucking ass off, um, and she's fucking six months pregnant. Obviously, they green-screened her belly right. um, and worked around it, um, but it, I just found that tidbit. She was six months pregnant, doing an amazing job in this whole scene, because this movie... Uh, there are moments in this movie that are fucking brilliant, but this is one of the most important scenes in this movie. It's her basically going across what no other person would do and showing everybody what she's able to do. And she's taking out uh, bullets left and right. She brings up her shield. They start laying waste into her. Deflects a mortar. They, yeah. They show a top, like, bird's eye view of 
uh, what's happening to Diana as a uh, machine guns being fired at her and all these rounds are being pelted into her shield. And it's just her standing behind it. And she's looking all heroic and shit. And it's just an amazing shot. And we see Steve and the other guys basically like, well, maybe she's right. Uh, and then they follow up behind let's, her. Let's not let her have all the fun. Right. <laughs> and so they, they take off after her. They start throwing grenades to start taking out guns. Get rid of some of the the gunner's nests. Yes. Um, we then see other American soldiers and British soldiers uh, charging up over the trench and start taking over the German trench. Um, and then, yeah, they just start laying waste to the German soldiers. They end up going to the town. They start uh, basically battling all the German soldiers. And there's another epic fucking scene. Um, Diana's like, look, we need to help these people in this town. And, like, and Steve's like, all right, we'll follow your lead. Um, she starts running through all these alleyways and shit, and things are exploding. She then leaps up into a building. We then see her surrounded by fucking Germans, and we just see her just fucking laying waste to motherfuckers left and right, just taking out motherfuckers. One guy tries to shoot at her. She grabs the gun uh, with her one arm, wraps it around her side. She then takes her other arm, wraps it around the other side, and basically breaks the gun in half with her fucking back and arms. It's a brilliant fucking thing, but she ends up taking out everybody, and the fucking cello's fucking uh, blaring, the Wonder Woman theme, it's fucking going. She's taking out motherfuckers with the lasso and the sword and everything. (laughs) Yeah, we're supposed to continue talking while you fucking just trip over everything. You're ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that was. Anyway. Um, uh, right as she's about to clear the entire room, we then see her basically like push one guy through the entire window as she leaps through the window and shit. Well, and she knees him through, through the window. The and sh- It's just this epic shot of like slow-mo glasses flying all over the place as she kicks this guy out of the window as she leaps out through the window and shit. It's a brilliant fucking scene. But it's interesting. While yeah, while she's doing that, you see the rest of the crew start moving through yeah, the town and taking out guys left and right. And the chief does this fucking amazing thing. He straps a bunch of grenades to a to a tomahawk. Tomahawk throws it into a goddamn barn. It fucking explodes. Well, no, um, it's from from everything that the the scene kind of gives away. It's something that um they've done before because the chief kind of like. Well, no, Chris Pine's character kind of like looks at the chief like there. And it's a it's a cross section between mm. two buildings. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's like a bridge. And area. you just see him from behind the, the wall that he's behind just wing a tomahawk <laughs> that's got grenades. a bunch of fucking grenades strapped to it. <laughs> and as soon as it gets into the wood, like Chris Pine's character takes off towards it finds a place to crouch behind and shoots it and oh, it explodes. Right. Yeah. Um, we then see uh, Diana lands in the main like courtyard area where everything is uh, where this big tank is and shit and just all these other German soldiers and she just starts taking out motherfuckers left and right. Um, she uh, And then the truck pisses her off. Yeah. She like loses her shield or something. Like she stumbles or something and she loses her shield. She gets pissed off and well, just the, runs into the fucking tank. The, Tank shoots at her. Oh, okay. That, maybe that's and it, it knocks her shield off. Yeah. She's like, all right, motherfucker. She just runs into the side of it. It she dents the fucking side of it. And, then she and just, it, it rocks. <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay. Well, I'll just fucking flip it then. <laughs> yes. Straight up like... like <laughs> Tosses it like, like you would every, a pillow. No, no, not like a pillow. Like 
everyone has done at least once while playing Monopoly with yes. your family. You just like fucking flip the table like, fuck this, I'm done. She does that. <laughs> yeah, she with no fucking effort is able to lift up this tank and flip it. Um, she takes out the last few, or uh, Chris Pine and the other group catch up to her. They're all taking out the last few guys. It looks like everything's calming down. And then another, uh, uh, like, British sniper. soldier gets taken out by a sniper. Um, it looks like the civilians are starting to come out. And Diana's like, no, no, no. She uh, quickly runs over, deflects the sniper shot to the civilians. Clearly, he was going to fire at a fucking civilian. Um, Diana's like, I don't know the fuck to do. And then Chris Pine sees, like, a chunk of, like, metal well, no, from the they're tank. Like, Charlie, take him out. Yeah, but he's not able to. Yeah, because he, like... He's, he's got him in his sights, mm. and he's like, now, now, pull the trigger, and he, I can't, I can't do it, I can't. Yeah, he freezes, because he's afraid to take a shot. Take a life again. Yeah, yeah, that, that's he doesn't it. Wanna, he doesn't want to take another life. That's it. Um, and uh, Chris Pine ends up seeing the door of the tank. Yeah, yeah. And he and Samir, I And think, Chief. And, and Chief. Chief run over to it, and he's like, okay, we're going to put this on our back. And as she jumps on it, we're going to hoist her up. Right, and we're going to Because lift. he remembers the scene that he saw with Antiope uh, jumping, jumping on the, the shield. shield. Um, she, he then yells at Diana. He's like, Diana, shield. She understands what he means. She starts running towards him, jumps on the piece of uh, the tank, the door, and they hoist her up. She goes through it and then just lays waste to fucking everybody. Destroys the whole fucking bell tower. <laughs> yes. Um, and and there's, a, there's a couple of minutes throughout this scene, like of her jumping... Mm. Like on the rooftops and yeah, stuff yeah. throughout the the village, that the CG didn't look as good as it does in other places mm. in the movie. Like it was very very apparent mm. that it was uh, a CG. I mean, obviously it was apparent because right, right, right. humans can't jump <laughs> sixty fucking feet. Right, <laughs> but like you could tell very easily that it was mm. CG and mm. not. Um, not some, a wire effect of some right. sort. And not not really knocking it because mm -hmm. I know or I can imagine like CG has come a long way, mm -hmm. but action sequences are still yeah. hard to make look. Depending on the action sequence and depending on what you're doing with it, uh, a lot of fucking like uh, graphic designers will have to go through each fucking frame, paint in or draw in whatever they fucking need to. And go to the next frame and right. do that each so fucking frame. I mean, it's very, very labor intensive and yes. stuff like that. But overall, the CG in this movie looks really good. Mm -hmm. This is just one part where it fails slightly yeah. for me. Um, anyway. Once we get to 1984. Oh, fuck. Does it fail all over the place? Yes. Uh, not all over the place, but the last like battle sequence between Cheetah and uh, Gaga. Like, that whole movie is like fucked from beginning to end. Like, I don't know what the fuck. We'll get to it when we get to it, but that fucking movie, as I've been thinking about it, I watched it the other, like last week, and as I've been slowly thinking about everything, that movie is probably the. I, no, Suicide Squad is the worst, but it, this one's right above it. Like, I don't know what the fuck happened. It's still the same production team. It's still fucking everybody involved. Patty Jenkins, all that. Are still involved I haven't, with the I haven't watched it yet, so. It is fucking bad. I don't know what the fuck happened. We'll get to it when we get to it. 
Yeah. Um, uh, as the last of the uh, Germans are laid waste to this town, Diana jumps back to the ground. Everybody's elated. The Germans have been taken out. The civilians are like, yay, you saved us type things. Uh, they're congratulating everybody. And then we cut to like later in the day, and Diana and the town are basically ce- celebrating with uh, Chris Pine and his crew. And they're all enjoying themselves, and then it starts to snow. And Charlie's singing. Yes, he's having a good old time. And Chris Pine's character is like, wow, like... I haven't heard him sing in a long time. Like, this is this is something momentous. Mm-hmm. This doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, and then it cuts to the general, like, storming a bunker full of uh, other generals. Yeah, yeah. And they're all basically under the guise of, like, saying, hey, we're going to sign we're this We're going to surrender. And he's like, we don't have to surrender. Yes. We perfected the gas. Yes. Like. And they're all like, no, this is pointless. We're never going to fucking win this. We're going to sign the armistice. The the war is over. Yes. And he's like, well, the war is over for you. Uh, he marches out. Um, he, yeah, and he marches out as Doctor, he exits. Dr. Poison throws a grenade. Yeah. And then he throws a single gas mask. <laughs> yes. Uh, and they lock the door behind them. And Dr. Poison's like, why did you throw in the mask? It's not going to work. And Dr. Or Ludendorff's like, yeah, but they don't, they don't know that. They don't know that. <laughs> We then got to Dr. Poison looking through a window into this bunker, and she's just watching these men just freak the fuck out, being killed one by one. And they're tr- they are, f- in fact, fighting over the mask. Yeah. Um, it's not working. All of them end up dying. We then cut back to Diana, and or Ludendorff is like, look, we still got plans to do. Uh, I think he uh, alludes to the idea of the gala or the party or yeah. the thing that they're going to do. Um, we then cut back to Diana and Chris, and they're, it's starting to snow. Yeah, they're talking out in the snow. Um, she's new to the idea of snow, and he's telling her, well, this is snow. It, uh, I think he makes a comment about how every snowflake is not the same or some stupid shit like that. And uh, some music starts playing, and she's like, oh, do you want to dance? And Chris Pine's like, I don't know. And he's, Diana's like, look, I'll show you how to dance. And they end up dancing together. Um, they, they, they basically have I a don't sweet remember, moment. I don't remember how, but they know that um, Ludendorff is going to be at the gala and they're, yeah, they're yeah. going to go. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they've come with the idea that they're going to go to this gala to try to infiltrate and, uh, figure out like, where well, Ludendorff we need, is. You need to learn how to dance. Yes. That's right. To pass at the gala or yes. whatever. Um, they start dancing. They basically have feelings for one another cause they, I think they start kissing by the end of it. I can't remember. Uh, I think they do, because by the time we then cut back to them, I think Chris Pine is laying in bed. Uh, Gal Gadot is, like, looking out a window, dressed all in her Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman garb, insinuating they fucked at, at this point. Um, we then cut to... What is the next scene? I think it's, like, Germans rolling up to the gala yeah, at this so. point. Uh, uh, then we see Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, and all them. Chris is dressed up like a German... They're all telling, Chris is telling him what his plan is. Diana's like, look, I can go on with you. Just let me go on with you. I can help you. And Chris is like, no, I need to go on by myself. Samir's going to be my driver. And we're going to be able to figure this out with just the two of us. And Diana's not fucking happy with that idea. Um, But Chris Pine ends up going into the party. He sees Dr. Poison. He's got like a decent German accent. Excuse me. And he's trying to basically woo Dr. Poison at this point because he's trying to allure her to show mm-hmm. him her evil ways, I guess. Um, he's trying to entice her. grand her. design. Yes. Um, he's trying to placate her and trying to play to her strong suits and shit like that. And 
He almost fucking does it, and then he sees Diana dressed in like this a brilliant blue fucking uh, dress from head to toe that she stole from a German. <laughs> yes, like some German lady got out of her car and yes. started walking. Yeah, we out see her towards the basically take the out woods. this German woman, and she, like she gets to the woods and sees Diana there, and Diana's just kind of standing there. She's like, "What the hell are you doing?" And then Diana kind of like stands next to her and like sizes her up. Yep. And once again, you hear, what the hell are you doing? And then it cuts away. Yeah, and, then you see, Diana. and then you see her wearing the dress that this German woman was. <laughs> yes. so, so obviously she was going, mm, yeah, we're about the same size. <laughs> and punches the woman. I almost bet. Or, and knocks her the fuck out. <laughs> yes. Um, but Diana's walking through the, the hall of this castle that they're at. Uh, Chris Pine sees her. Dr. Poison sees Chris Him Pine seeing looking her. at her. And automatically assumes, well, clearly I've lost your eye. Someone else has got caught you. Right, I'm, I'm loyal to the general. Mm. And... Um, and then Chris is like, damn it. it. Has this look of like, damn it, I fucking lost it. And this is Diana. Diana then sees Ludendorff. And Ludendorff <laughs> sees her. And she's walking across <laughs> the, the dance floor. The dance we floor get to with a behind- the fucking sword <laughs> tucked <laughs> between her shoulder Just blades. from a logistic standpoint... Uh, that blade is caressing her ass at this point. Just from how long this blade I is believe, and where it is. I believe it's in a sheath. <laughs> but still. Yeah, like the Her the ass tip, sweat is getting all over it. The, the tip of the the sheath of the sword yes. would be like... <laughs> right on her ass. Yeah, right on her ass. Um, But she sees Ludendorff. Ludendorff sees her. He quickly grabs her. She's a little startled by it because he doesn't know what he, want, what she, he wants. He then starts dancing with her. And he's enticed by the way she looks. She's basically like telling him, and uh, nice words to go fuck himself, pretty much. Um, he walks away, and he's like, "Oh, I've got one surprise for everybody here," or something like that. He walks away, and as he does, she's about to unsheath the sword and basically take out Ludendorff. Because remember, she still thinks he's Ares. Ludendorff is Ares, yes. Um, Chris Pine stops her real quick before she's able to even reach the sword. He's just basically like, "What are the fuck are you doing?" She's like, you stopped me from taking out Ares. Why did you do that? And he's like, there is no Ares. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. This is just, we need to figure out where he's going and where he's storing all the fucking mustard gas. Uh, we're never going to fucking end this war. And she's like, damn it, Steve. And then we hear a series of fucking explosions from the top of the castle. And they're like, oh, the village. And Diana and Chris start running back towards the village. Um, and this is a, a, also another brilliant scene. Um, we then cut to Diana uh, on a horse, riding it. Uh, she's riding through the forest. She takes off the dress. We just see it billowing in the wind as she continues down towards the village in all of her Wonder Woman garb. She approaches the village. We just see yellow smoke all over the fucking place. And she gets off the horse. She starts yelling for people. There's no one to be had. Everybody's she, dead. She sees a bunch of bodies on the ground. Everyone's gone. She's fucking uh, distraught at this idea. And she, uh, Chris Pine approaches her. He tries to get... Diana out of it, but he starts coughing. Now we work at a chemical plant. We've mm-hmm. uh, we've ever so often. I, I don't know if you've ever get whiffs of like chlorine or the uh, acid that every so often that comes mm-hmm. off lines and shit. And it is a bit potent. Yeah, it's a bit startling whenever you first get it. Obviously, as you continue to walk, as we do our rounds and shit, we then it subsides and we go back to our normal day. But just the idea of being choked to death by a gas has to be the worst fucking thing in the world. Um, but Diana's pissed at Steve because Steve stopped her from killing Ludendorff, who would have not been able to kill all these people. Right. 
Um, she blames Steve for the death of this village, and she basically runs off. She's like, don't fucking help me. Don't come near me. Don't talk to me. I don't fucking want anything to do with you. This is all your fault. She runs off, um, and then Steve tells her, like, look, Ludendorff is going to his warehouse. It, you can get there if you take my horse. And, uh, like, uh, the chief and all of them uh, set, on, set something on fire. He's like, go that way. That's where it is. Yeah, before they go back to the village, before mm. Steve follows her back to the village, he's like, you guys follow Ludendorff. Wherever he goes... Set off a smoke signal of some like, sort, and we'll, we'll meet you there. We'll find you. Mm. And like, well, how the fuck are you going to find us? Oh, well, a big fucking fireball will work. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, Steve tells her about the plan. She follows the smoke area. They see her. She runs right the fuck past them, doesn't even give them a second glance. And then she ends up kind of, like cresting over a hill and then sees... This like uh, like airfield, airfield. Uh, and all these warehouses and all these men uh, like loading up this fucking airplane with nothing but these canisters and shit, and then she basically jumps off her horse over the first set of uh, fence line and like slashes out the second set of fence lining, um, and then just starts taking out guards on the ground left and right. Jumps up to the main building where Ludendorff is. And then starts taking out people left and right. And Ludendorff, so he's the only one left. Uh, Ludendorff just looks at her and is like, what the fuck are you? He, he's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Because she's telling him that he's Ares and she's there to stop him. Yeah, she's Diana of Thermoscara. Yeah. She's there to end Ares, the god of war. Right. And he's like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Um, he then uh, quickly inhales one of his like Soups little... Up. Blue things. She charges at him. He then punches her. She staggers backwards. They end up fighting for a bit and then end up on the roof of the little, like, tower area that they're at. Well, before before that, like, while they're still in the room, like, she, or he punches her, she punches him, and there's a pretty good trade-off where it looks like they're pretty evenly matched. And um, she has the sword out, and they're fighting over it. Mm-hmm. He ends up with a sword and is, like... No matter how exceptional you are, you're not my equal. Mm. And he goes to stab her, like, in the heart, and she just, like, catches the blade. Yes. Um, and she's like, oh, we'll see about that. And she basically bests him and gets the sword back. And he fucks off and runs up to the roof. Yes. Um, uh, right as he gets on top of the roof, we then see Steve and the other guys arriving at the camp or the airfield area. And they're coming up with a plan to try to take out all the sarin gas that they have or whatever, this uh, special type of mustard gas that they have. Um, and they see Dr. Poison there directing people what to do and how to handle everything. And they, they go see with a, plan. a giant fucking plane plane uh, being loaded with all these canisters and shit. Um, as uh, I, I don't think a fight has broken out with the German soldiers and Chris Pine and his character. No, not yet. Not yet. Um, but uh, Diana's on top of Ludendorff at this point. She's like, you are... Uh, Ares, the god of war, and I am Diana of Themyscira, and I will slay you type uh, final speech as she kills Ludendorff, who she perceives to be. Once, and once you're gone, all of this bloodlust will stop, and yes. everybody will just go back to being good. Um, she, Ludendorff's like, no, and then she just basically fucking kills him. She just throws, or not throws, but uh, impales the fucker with her sword right through it into the other side of the fucking... Uh, ceiling of the tower that they're on. A little, like, vibration happens as it happens. You think it's, oh, well, maybe she is right. Maybe he is uh, the god of war. But then nothing happens. Everybody still continues loading the sarin gas. The war is still going on. Nothing happens. She's just like, 
I, everything's a lie at this point. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I, I thought he was the god of war. And Chris Pine comes up to the tower. He's like, look, I don't know who, if Ares is real or not, but I just know maybe it's not all Ares and the reason maybe for Maybe people just suck. Yes. And Diana's like, well, if they suck, then why are we doing anything? He's like, well, we have to try. They're still good in people, but we have to try to stop evil from being uh, evil, I guess. <laughs> we have to help them uh, see the light, if we can. Um, she's like, I don't know if I can do that. Uh, this is insane. If Ares isn't, uh, doesn't have the influence on this people, then apparently all people are bad. And Chris Pine's like, no, that's not the case. Um, and then... Uh, I think he ends up going back down and starts... This is where the firefight starts. Yeah, this is, this is where he's like, well, I still have to try to stop this from happening. Right. If you don't want to, I still whatever, do. I still need to. Uh, but Diana stays up in the tower, not sure what to do. Just watches Chris Pine and his crew just start taking out Germans left and right. Um, she's uh, basically distraught, just hanging out on the tower, and then she hears, like, papers flapping. And she's not sure why papers would be flapping. There's no reason. There's no wind going on. There's no reason for anything to be flapping. She then looks around, and then she sees Patrick Morgan in the tower with her. And then this is where we get the reveal that Patrick Morgan is Ares. Ares. Um, And he basically explains to her, like, look, I tried to show Zeus the error of his ways with making these humans and how evil they are, but he just wouldn't listen, and that's why I was struck down by Zeus and shit like that. And she's like, well, you're the cause of it. And he's like, no, 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 I don't cause it. I give them the weapons and I give them the ideas, right. but I don't make them use them. Uh, they do that all by themselves. We then get like a, well, while he's saying this, we get like a little cut scene of him in like a shadowy form behind Dr. Poison. The right, giving wind, her the idea for the sarin gas. Right, that gust of wind we felt, or she felt earlier whenever she picked up that crumbled piece of paper, that was him influencing her and telling her that this is the way to make up this particular type of mustard gas. Um, we then cut back to um, Diana and Morgan uh, in the, I guess, control tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, Diana's like, look, I'm going to fucking kill you. And she has the sword in her hand. He's like, I'm going to just fucking end you. This is where it stops. This is where you die. And, and then he's she, like, no, you don't have to. You don't have to kill me. Join me. Yes. We can kill off all the humans and Start we, can, over. we can make this world like it used to be blah yeah. blah blah um and she's like no and the, then she goes the join me moment yes she goes to stab him he puts up his hand and the sword just melts against his palm as she tries to stab him and she's like the god killer it's destroyed and uh Ares is like the sword was never the god killer you were only a god can kill another god and this is where we get the idea that Diana was designed to basically kill Ares if he ever came back. Um, and that she's a god. And that she's a god, yes. And she's basically like the uh, uh, brother-sister uh, relationship between the two. Because obviously yes. if she's the they're daughter both, of Zeus. They're both children of Zeus. Yes. So they're siblings. Uh, we then see, I think... Uh, he knocks her... Like a big explosion happens. Yeah, one of the, one of the hangers blows up. I thought it was at the tower, like, one of the explosions, uh, explosion happens. Maybe. Because she tries to lasso him with the lasso, and he, she's like, tell me the truth type thing. And he's like, I am telling you the truth. I, I told you the truth. And he's like, this does nothing. And he, I think that's how the explosion happens. Cause the explosion oh, yeah. he, the, Well, the entire time that 
he's telling her all this stuff. She's got him lassoed. And he's like, I'm telling you the truth, but there's like electricity coming out of his hand yes. into the lasso. And um, then... And as it soups up... And then basically... finally she's like, you know, I'm just like, no, I'm not going to join you. I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. He's like, fine. Then I guess we'll have to fight. And blows it up and mm-hmm. blows goes, the lasso off of him and yeah, she goes, goes flying flying and then we see another like uh like storage area blow up as well as Ares goes into it um we see all this like uh metal and destruction around Ares as we see like pieces well, no you don't you don't see that yet um there's there's a little bit of a fight while he's still just a person oh really yeah and oh, that's right. There's just a the, series. Like of... she's she's trying to get him with a lasso, and he just like puts out his hands, and wind comes off, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's able to deflect it. Uh, she throws like a box of something at him. He rips the box apart by catching in midair, and all these like grenades are in it. He throws other grenades at her. Um, she then sees Steve and his guys taking out Germans still, and they're still trying to figure out a way to fucking take to out to get to the the, the hangar with the plane, and. Uh, she goes at Ares, like, charges at him to punch mm. him mm. or something, and he, like, materializes two swords out of nothing. And I thought like, that was after the armor. No, he does that several times. Oh, does he? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, one of the times is before, I believe. And uh, then she ends up, like, besting him. And knocks him back into, like, a flaming area. Yeah, yeah. And she, like, stops paying attention to him and looks over to see what Steve and their group is doing. And they are, uh, they're getting close to where the plane is, but the plane is also getting ready to take off. Mm -hmm. They're like, how the fuck are we going to stop this plane? Uh, Then Steve is like, look, you just hold him off. I make a clear run to the plane. Just... Try to hold them off he's as like, much well, as you can. It's helium, right? And they're like, yeah. Hydrogen. Or hyd- he's like, it's explosive, right? And they're like, yeah, well, it's hydrogen. He's like, okay. Like, hold him off. Yeah, I'll go to the plane. Type and thing. And, uh, and they all were like, oh, wait, no, he's not going to make it out of this fucking plane. Because for whatever reason, he can't land the plane. Because it's, like, set to go off to wherever yeah, it lands. Yeah, some autopilot yeah. thing because story reasons has to be. <laughs> right. Because, uh, yeah, because the two guys he kicks out of the plane have parachutes and shit on uh, as they make the final setups and everything. Yeah. As Steve jumps on the plane, but before he does get on the plane, he sees Diana. Well, there, yeah, there's a, a fight with... Ares. Or the fight with Ares has, like, taken a toll on her. Uh, and while he's, like, in the fiery area, her her hearing, bell's rung. Yeah, yeah we just see, hear, like, a high-pitched, like, uh, squeal. And she's, sort. like, kind of halfway knocked out. Yeah, she doesn't know what the fuck is going on. She he, sees Steve. He runs over to her. He says something to her. She doesn't know at this point what it was. He then hands her his watch and says it's something else, and then he basically runs to the plane that's taking off. Um, she yells Steve. She's not sure what the fuck he said. He's not. She's not sure what the hell is going on. Um, but Steve enters the plane, takes out one guy who's on the, like, door of the plane, and then as he enters, he sees another guy, he takes out that guy as well, and then uh, the plane lifts off as he takes out the last guy, and then we just see Steve uh, basically sitting in the cockpit, looking at everything, and then we cut back to Diana, not sure what the fuck is going on. And this this one's, like, interspliced between 
his point of view and her point of view. Yes. Like, they keep flipping back and forth. And you see him just kind of, like, smiling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ares then, uh, this is when he gets the armor. Yeah, this is where he... Like, takes pieces of, like, he's broken like, fine. metal and shit. It's like, fine, you want to fight, then we'll fight you as I actually am, or something yeah. like that. Uh, he then uh, builds all this armor from, uh, like, twisted metal and uh, fire and brimstone type thing. And Which all these... looks fantastic, Yeah, he also way. does, like, really cool thing where, like, uh, just after the closing after of the metal... After it's fully... On him, and yeah. he's surrounded his by metal. His face is completely covered. He, he just, just takes his two fingers. Put, puts two fingers up, pokes where his eyes would be, and, like, drags <laughs> it down to create, like, a uh, Spartan-type mask. Yeah, yeah, and it looks really fucking cool. Like, this whole sequence. When I first watched this movie, I bristled against the uh, idea of this whole, like, third act scene. But as I was watching it again, I was like, this isn't half bad. Like, Ares, the god of war, fighting a goddamn a goddess of Themyscira. I'm like, this is fucking brilliant. Um... We then see uh, uh, Ares then materialize those swords again. Uh, as he does, he then uh, flings a bunch of metal at Diana, wraps it up in her, and throws her into the ground. She's basically like, look, I'm not going to win this. She tries to square her he, he tells her that she's not going to win this. Right. Like, who are you to... Fight me. To try to fight me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as she does, she, yeah, she basically she's comes to the idea... Forced to watch the plane. Yeah, as she does, she sees Steve off in the distance. She doesn't know what the fuck is going off or going on. She just sees the plane going off in the distance. Says Steve, and then the plane explodes, and she is right. Well, you see, you see, uh, from his point of view again, like you see him smile and like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm okay with this. And then he takes his pistol, just points it back towards all the canisters, mm-hmm. and blows them up. Yes, she's pissed. At that same instance, we also see. Uh, uh, the chief and Charlie and Samir plant a bunch of bombs in the other warehouse, basically taking out the rest of the mustard gas. We see Dr. Poison get into a vehicle and drive off. The building explodes. The, uh, the guys run off. Uh, chief and all them run off as the building explodes. We then see Diana see the plane explode. She gets pissed, screams, bloody murder, no, and then just blows up. All of, yeah, all of the metal is off of her, and, and she, she just starts laying <laughs> waste. Running so through motherfuckers. All the Germans. <laughs> the last of the Germans that are still around, she just starts taking out motherfuckers left and right. They all start surrounding her. She just basically, like, hulks up and throws her arms up to the either side of her and throws them all off of her and shit. She's just laying and motherfuckers throughout, out. Throughout this scene, you hear a voiceover of Ares, mm-hmm. like, yes, yes, that's right, kill them all. Yes. Like... And join me. Yes. Um, and as she does, she uh, she sees all her uh, handiwork of all these men down, and she's like, "No, this well, isn't no, the way." That, um, she takes out all these Germans, mm-hmm. and then is back face to face with Ares, and she just fucking grabs a tank to throw it. Oh, at him, that's right. And he pulls Doctor Poison out of yeah, yeah. the car like, directly in front of her, and is like, she's who you want to kill. Yes. She just took him, and... She's the reason Steve is no longer She's here. the reason that he's dead. And it looks like, like Wonder Woman's... Aren't gonna... people just awful? You should kill them all. Yes, and it looks like Wonder Woman's about to kill Dr. Poison with this giant-ass tank, um, which is just and, overkill. <laughs> and and <then> you <laughs> see, like, yeah, Dr. Poison's Throughout the entire mask. movie, she has, like, this, like... Uh, uh, it almost act, looks wooden, uh, or 
Well, back in the uh, back in World War One, uh, after people got a- damaged, like uh, physical damages and shit on their face, they had this like prosthetic face pieces that you see. Like uh, there are, are old World War One uh, uh, images of like men getting like half their face blown off, and they have a recreation as best as they could with the material that they had in 1918 right. of a prosthetic face, and it just looks like a face that was painted. And on that's kind of what this is: is yes. like a porcelain three piece. Because it's her covering up portions of her, her face. lips, her, Part nose, of her nose, and like the bottom half of the right side of her face. Right, and it's in like three pieces, um, but they all fall off at this point. And As she you looks, see, you see that she's gone through some sort of disfigurement, mm-hmm. um, and we just see her at her most vulnerable. And Diana sees that, and she it looks like she's about to kill Doctor Poison. She's like, no, this is not the way. Well, there's a flashback to as she's standing there holding the tank you get a oh, flashback that's right i keep forgetting what, about that to what, what chris steve, pine actually said what to steve her. had said to her and it's basically like i've got to do this there's no other way please remember me hands her the uh watch and then he fucks off and he's like i love you yes um and then diana's like no this isn't the way yes there is evil in them but there's also there's good. also good um, she then tosses the uh, tank off to the side. She's like, this is not how we need to do this. And then we see Ares starting to charge up again and starting to charge up again and starting to charge up. And he's like, fine, if you won't join me, then I think then like, you'll die. die or something like that. He throws the lightning bolt at or lightning uh, energy at her. She then crosses her arms and catches it all and absorbs it all. And as she does... Well, there's, there's like two scenes of it. Like he throws a lightning bolt at her first and she just kind of blocks it. Mm-hmm. And he says something to her, like, you know, we we could be together, we could make this world perfect, like, why save them, they're not worth it, mm-hmm. she, they're all bad, and she's like, well, they're not all bad, they're, there's bad in them, but there's also light, mm-hmm. and you just have to encourage the light, and he's like, no, fuck you! Yeah, and he throws another... And uh, he's like, I guess if you don't want to live with me, then you can die with them or something like that. And supercharged Zeus bolt directly at her. Um, And she catches it with the crossed arms, and she's like winding it up and shit. And she's like, I'm sorry, brother. And then she just hurls it at fucking air. No, she like floats in the air. She leaps up into the air as she's charging it up in her arms and shit. And And she's like, goodbye, brother. Yes. And then she basically unibeams him. Yes. Um, and he is obliterated. He's no, there's no body. There's no nothing. Well, he's just there's, gone. There's a giant fucking crater. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but then she lands and uh, all these German soldiers, uh, best, I guess, start waking up from their trance and they take off their masks and yeah. they're hugging each other. And, and stuff. It, it looks like everybody's fucking, uh, okay with one another. Uh, we then cut to Britain and it's basically, uh, Britain has won the war. The Germans have been defeated. Everybody's celebrating. Uh, waving their Union Jacks in the air and shit like that, and they're just having a good old time. Diana sees the Chief, Charlie, and Samir. She hugs all of them, gives them, like, a bittersweet smile. She then they goes... They meet up with uh, Lucy. Yes. Or Etta Candy. Yeah, Etta. Uh, they all end up going to this, like, big, like, billboard-type thing, uh, like, corkboard of everybody's images, and it's just basically, like, a memorial. Soldiers for... who've died. Yes, and they see a photo of Steve, and she just looks at it, and then we... Slowly fade Wistfully, back to... I yes. suppose would be the best way to describe Uh We then slowly fade back to present day, and it's Diana saying, I lost him on that day. I didn't think I'd ever be able to love. I probably won't, or something along those lines. Um, and then she's like, I'm uh, basically here to help man. 
or something along those lines. I can't yeah. remember what the actual line is. Um, but then we see her at the top of the Louvre. I'm assuming we don't. She's at the top of some building. We see her smile and then leap into the air and then cut the black. End of movie directed by Patty Jenkins. That's the end of it. And I really fucking enjoy this movie. Like yeah, like I said, it's the top three of all the DCEU movies. To be fair, it's a fairly low bar. Yes, for DCEU. Yes, but it is it is yes. a very good movie. Yes, um, well done. Um, like I said, the my my only real gripe that I had with it was that it was very very obvious CG in some points. Yes. Um, but other than that, like story wise, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a good music music wise, fucking brilliant, fantastic. Uh, all, it just a lot of the shots look fucking amazing looking. Like a lot of the stuff on Themyscira looks beautiful as fuck. It, it just a well shot movie. Um, but whenever you watch this movie, or whenever you watch Woman 1984, keep in mind the first Wonder Woman because when you watch 84, because while I was watching this one, I was like, what the fuck happened wonder woman 84 like at one point they insinuate that wonder woman rapes a man i'm like what the fuck i don't know if you know any of the backstory with the movie or not do you know any of the story no do you want to know any of the story we can get into it whenever we get into it next week but they basically insinuate that she rapes a man in that movie and i'm just like what the fuck are we doing here we'll get to it next week but it's fucking insane um and it really pissed me off that they're doing that um, compared to where we were with this movie. Like, this movie is ten times better than Wonder Woman 84. Um, but the Rotten Tomatoes score on this, the critic score is 93%. The audience score is 84%. Um, uh, the budget of this movie was $149 million. Uh, opening weekend, $103.3 million. Uh, Just domestically, it made $412.9 million. Internationally, $409.5 million. Altogether, $822 million uh, that this movie made. It is worth every penny to see this movie. Like you said, there's just a few instances where the CGI is not the greatest. But I, like a lot of people have an issue with like the third act and the whole airy scene. I'm like, compared to other uh, uh, comic book movies, this is par for the course. You have a big climactic scene with a big baddie at the end, a big battle, things are exploding, shit happens. Yeah what we've seen before it's not it's not pushing the envelope but it's perfectly fine uh i really enjoyed it i like the idea of aries and the way he makes this uh armor and shit with the eyes and everything it looks really fucking badass um and uh what's his name uh david thulis does an amazing job as aries yep um and everybody across the board robin wright like she uh, makes an appearance in justice league and in in wonder woman 84 and she does a brilliant job in each time i love her as antiope the entire time same with connie nielsen as uh queen hippolyta like across the board everybody's doing brilliant work and like i said just five minutes ago then we get to 1984 and something fucking happens like it's fucking just bad all across the board there are moments in the movie that i really enjoy but just from 98% 98% of that movie is just shit. I don't know what the fuck happened. Anyway. Uh, that's Wonder Woman uh, from 2017. Hopefully we get more with uh, Gal Gadot. I know that they've already uh, greenlit a Wonder Woman 3 uh, based on reception of Wonder Woman. Like, a lot of people like Wonder Woman 84. I don't really? know why. Yeah. Um, I think it's got like a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is the cutoff for, uh, for Fresh. fresh. Um, it might have changed. I, I, the last time I looked at it was like a week ago. 
Um, it might have changed. Like the audience score on the on this on Wonder Woman eighty four is like eighty percent or eighty three percent. I'm like, what the fuck movie are you guys watching? Um, but we'll get to Wonder Woman eighty four next week. Um, I'm looking forward to that because I'm I really want to talk about some of the ideas in that movie because it does insinuate a lot of fucking things and it's a lot of horrible shit that it's doing in that movie. Not just from like a like a story standpoint point, but from like a social standpoint that they're doing in this movie, it's just horrible. In the movie, there are points in the movie where it looks like a Hallmark movie. Just like the cheap, bright uh, scenery, um, pristine clothes type shots. Uh It just looks horrible. Um, Anyway, that's pretty much all I got. That's all I've got for this week. Make sure to comment, like, subscribe. (laughs) Do all the normal things you would. All that normal stuff. Um, Leave us a voice comment Um, if you want to get in on our ridiculousness uh yeah follow us on twitter at nerdinian and also follow me on instagram and twitter at that wanker um and uh remember hope is like the sun if you only believe in it when you can see it then you'll never make it through the night (laughs) 